I'm just opening up my, my Destiny stuff on. I don't know. You, you've Destiny stuff? You took notes? I thought we were, this was a no note show. Come on now. This is a no note show. We're not supposed to be prepared for this. This is why we bring on guests because they have all the opinions and all the talking they can do. So I, I, I'm a little disappointed we, we won't get to have Deacon back to, to hear about the fourth straight victory for Celtic Repo and, and company under under her you know strict tutelage. So so did she slip this time? Is that the problem? Is that why they didn't win? Her her coaching wasn't quite up to par. You know what? I wondered why she'd gone out very quickly this morning. I think she's she's genuinely upset. She's gone shopping. She's, she's, dodging, she's dodging the media request. I'm sure she's got media she, outlets all over calling her. She, she doesn't go out shopping this early on a Saturday. It's it's very weird. I didn't even get a message. I got like a half a garbled message from a child saying mum's gone out. I was like, oh, but this is strange. Yeah, went, like the game telephone. She told the, old, she told the oldest child which eventually got down to the youngest child. And by the time it got to you, they didn't even know what mm-hmm. the message was anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he got the important words, mom and out. And really that's, that's all you need to know. As long as those two words make it through. No, no, those, those that's not important. What you don't realize is she said, look, I'm going out. By the time I come home, I need the laundry done. I need food cooked. I right, need you right. to go ahead. Yeah. All the other really important stuff that she's expecting to be done is not going to be done. No, but you know what is going to get done now that she's out? A podcast all about destiny. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll those titles so we can get into it. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the triumph-hunting titan Night Demon, the pink-panted pansy Perotti, and your hunter master Asia, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Well, the titles have rolled, and now we're here. They have. You're here, and I'm here. And even he, that guy over there, he's here too. We're all here. We've even got a guest this week. A guest that I was talking to this week said, I've got information, I've got opinions, I need an outlet to kind of give you all of this. Do you want me to tell you now? And I said, no, you come on the show and you tell me now. So welcome to the show, Blue Screen. And again, I'm joined by Parody and Respawn. Respawn is traveling at the moment. He's on his way home. So he he is listening. He will probably jump in every now and then and give an opinion or throw out a duck or a dolphin. But as soon as Maybe he gets home, one he'll both. be streaming live. Like, probably both, yeah. So welcome, Blue Screen. Welcome to the show again. Thank you for having me. And hello, everybody. It is great to be here. I'm a big fan of the podcast. It's been been a little over a minute. Uh, I think July thirteenth, twenty twenty, episode seventy seven, featuring Dredge and Blue Screen, was when you were here last. I think at that point, Respawn yes. was down down in the desert, or down in the deserts, down in the uh, the swamps of the New bodies. Orleans. And <laughs> As I recall, yes, there's one too would... many uh, raccoon sound effects for me to be invited back at that Yeah, I remember. Now I've got you know, <laughs> I'm traumatized again. I I've now remember. Oh my god! I forgot didn't... that was you. <laughs> and now remember why you didn't come back on the show so sooner. So enjoy blue screen. You'll see him again in another two years if he's lucky. 
Once that demon has forgotten again the trauma. Oh. <laughs> so Blue Screen is a friend of ours, a clan member, and you know, all round general nice guy. Always there, ready to help anybody out. And as soon as I jump on, he's there sending me messages saying, I need you, I want you, I want to help. What can I do? And I go, let's go and play Gambit. And he goes, I'm out. That's it. <laughs> I got my dredging this year already, this season already. So. Oh, this season? Wow. Yeah. It's where the light is. We need our light. Our light is important. So for the listeners, Blue, what do you mean so that we're not kind of being biased of bringing on Titans all the time? Well, uh, my first character ever was a Titan, and I ran it almost exclusively for a couple of years. And then I started rotating three characters because it was efficient and fun and challenging. And right now, I'm really digging the Warlock. The Warlock with Strand and that Glaive are uh, dominating my playtime right now. It's Yeah, what you were doing this week in like the campaign helping me out, because if you guys didn't know, I broke my wrist a couple of weeks ago, finally gone to the hospital, sorted it out. It's now in a cast, so I'm having difficulty playing. I can still sort of play. And Blue Screen was there this week to give me a hand, literally, and um, help me out finishing the legendary campaign so I can get to 1780. And then we went off and done other stuff. But, the, the you know, he helped me out with the Exotic Glaive quest that's come out this week, which I will link in the show notes, a guide if you have not done it yet. Yeah, we've done a few things this week and really enjoyed myself playing. I'm so far behind. I'm, I feel like I need to go and do my Warlock. I need to do my Hunter. And I'm just so glad that Bungie have postponed Iron Banner for one week because I'm thinking next week I can focus on getting those two characters through the story, get my Strand unlocked, then go into Iron Banner and utilize the Strand in that because I'm looking forward to that. There's so many builds out there. I've been watching so many videos and i've picked quite a few this week just to kind of go over for you for the end of the show anyway but yes there's some fantastic stuff i saw that news and i thought about you immediately and i was like oh i'll have another week I'd be thrilled <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's still three iron banners this season i'd be happy there are yeah they, yeah, yeah they have so we're still getting three they're just rearranging the weeks of when they are well the, the funny thing is visible in trials instead the funny thing is next week the schools again the the teachers are on strike for two days so for two days potentially i won't have access to my xbox and it's a wednesday and a thursday the days i normally kind of play and i'm like oh my god's sake you know so i'm lucky you know thank thank the stars that bungie have decided to postpone it by another week because that will give me time to sneak on and get my my other characters done and then be ready for iron banner the following week there we go working out in your favor it is so now that you've gotten through the campaign, since since we're, I, I guess we might as well say, if you haven't gotten through the campaign yet, um, abandon all hope, all ye who enter. There there may be spoilers, ahoy. Yeah, uh, I mean, no. it's now been two weeks. So yeah, if, if you haven't if finished, if you, if you, if you haven't finished, you shouldn't be listening to us or anything else at this point. Well, no. I mean, I was listening to <laughs> Last Word podcast last night, and I listened to DCP as well. And they'd recorded their shows before the raid had dropped, yet they went ahead and told me who the raid boss was because it had been, mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. in the Triumphs and the Seals. So they were like, oh, it's already in the game. So, you know, fair game. And like, well, I didn't officially know that, 
through playing the campaign, I kind of guessed that there might be this, but I was like, and I'm not going to spoil it now. I don't think we should spoil the raid because the raids only just come out a couple of days ago. So if you want to kind of go into that spoiler free, we won't tell you who the boss is. So there you go. But you might guess it from playing the campaign. It's the chicken guy from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It is indeed. And mm-hmm. there are just cheese and meatballs falling from the sky. Indeed there is. Peace Forever is actually Lots the final boss. You have to you have to walk into the room with him and defeat him, but he has all the cheeses, so there's no hope for you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, spoilers for, for the campaign at least, and our kind of genuine thoughts about the campaign. I mean, we got respawns last week, just as a kind of brief overview of that he he wasn't a fan, and you know, I'll, I'll pass the mic over to you, Blue. Give us your take on the campaign and the story, because we haven't heard from you yet. Uh, well, thanks. The um, the story, I agree with everything you were all saying on the last pod. I don't know what Bale is. I may have some idea where everybody went. I think they're hiding in the computer. So I don't really know. I actually had the chance to do a lot of the story the first time with parody, and we watched all the cutscenes and really didn't I don't understand exactly what's happening that being said I really like Strand I like the mechanics I like the way that they're uh, giving us a lot of power quickly they sorted out my armor drops so my lights rising appropriately I think (laughs) I'm having a really good time very much enjoying the season now as I said, I was listening to a couple of other podcasts and they were kind of saying that how disappointed they were with the story and the way that Callus was treated and just that each encounter seemed to be like a round room. You'd run around and you'd kind of defeat a boss and then you'd be out of there. It kind of, it wasn't kind of as grandeur as the witch queen was. And, I mean, they did attribute it to what we were saying a couple of weeks back, that it was mainly to do with this was the filler year. This was the the year that they kind of put in place to kind of stretch out the story to then get to the final shape. And it could have been that, and they could just completely be focused on that. But with Strand, they completely knocked it out of the park. They absolutely love Strand. And I kind of agreed with them to a point, because... I mean, I could see where they were coming from with all their opinions of, you know, this wasn't the best, uh, like, DLC for the game, you know. And it's, I think it was rated on IGN as a five, but then, like, Astacross gave it a seven, and a couple of other people of outlets have said, you know, it's, it's, it's average. It's a, it's a good kind of expansion. And I kind of agree with that. It's, it is an average expansion. It is not in the same kind of caliber as the Witch Queen. And I, I remember when we were talking about, fighting callus in the end like um room and it was like he was a lot easier than the witch queen it, the, the the final boss she was an absolute nightmare trying to kill her and, and burn her down whereas callus i seem to find you know it was mainly user error in the end you know we'd be kind of stranding all over the place or i was i was kind of stranding all over the place and you were kind of having a cardiac arrest in the corner but i kept falling off the you know, the walkways and things like that. But I, I found 
to DPS that boss was a lot easier than it was for the Witch Queen. And I kind of agree with that. But at, at some point, we are going to have to kind of start kind of cutting these kind of grand characters out of the game to get to the end. And I don't know where else you can kind of keep putting these characters. You know, we need a big boss at the end of a campaign. We need a big boss at the end of a raid. We need a big boss at the end of a dungeon. And people seem to get upset at the way that these bosses or these big characters are kind of taken out. But then they're also upset when a character that we've kind of not heard of is then put in as the boss of said raid dungeon or campaign it's like why are they been put in this kind of they've been forced into that position just to fill that role so i don't get you know that if we've done callous dirty i think his story kind of came to an end and i could see where that was coming from because it looked like from that end cutscene that he was being used by the witness to get us to that location so that the ghost could do its thing uh, there was, you know, that's all that the witness wanted from Callus. He didn't care anything about Callus. He wanted Callus to draw us out and get us to that location to do that thing in the end with the veil and then kind of continue the story. And I think that's where it was kind of coming from. Yes, we don't know what the veil is. We, we don't know. There's lots of other questions and things. I mean, how do you feel, guys? Well, I think they he leveraged Callus. Callus is a greedy. He's opulent and wants gold and wants more gold and even brags about how he took what he wants. And and so this other fellow who's smarter and better organized used him. I think that's totally appropriate. I don't think he was uh, diminished. I think he was exposed. I think that's who Callus always was for me. Parody? I think it's I think it's interesting that sort of the 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 witness is here and has been looming and now the witness is pieced out. It's like, all right. You're here, you're gone. So are we just have to wait till next season to figure out what's going on with Witness? <laughs> Has Mega Mind left us? <clears throat> is this is this a guest cameo that you know you, you had a three episode arc and then now you're out? Well, look, I think think that's kind of they they've been teasing the big bad, haven't they? Since we've had Lightfall, no, since we've had since we've had Beyond Light. So, or yeah, yeah, it was Beyond Light, wasn't it? Or even Shadowkeep, because we saw the Witness. He was that kind of reflection of us in the Garden of Salvation at the end. Is that right? Yes. When we fin- when yeah, when we finished the campaign, it was kind of a mirror image, and he was talking to us as our kind of as an avatar of ourselves. So, which by the way, one of the best ways to introduce a bad guy. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they had to introduce him, and they've had to kind of give him a story, but. I think we were all confused. I think the fact that they built him up to be this character that is going to just come in and annihilate us, but that's not what he's wanted. He's wanted something completely different. And because we haven't seen his motives for that, it's confusing of where he's gone and what he's done with the Traveler. The magic eight ball. Yeah. They'll have all the answers for us. Well, it goes back to what I was saying last week about how we think in terms of good and evil, and that's not the case. He's not here to do evil. He's here to provide a role, right? He is the opposite of whatever the Traveler is. If we think the Traveler is evil, then he might be a force of good. Uh, the Traveler represents light. He represents dark. The Traveler is uh, things of the physical plane. He's things of paracausal existence, right? He's here to fill a role, and that role is to be the opposite of whatever the Traveler is. He's never had an issue with okay. us. 
his issue was, is, and probably will always be with the traveler. But yeah, he's just he's just there to be a force of opposition uh, of the traveler. And by opposition, I mean uh, of opposite, not necessarily of in defiance of. You know what I mean? And we don't even know if he's gone. That that's the thing that really threw me off. Is he gone? Yes, the he did a thing to the traveler, and it appears as though he's turned the traveler into some kind of a portal or a black hole or some kind of transportation entity, right? But is he within the Traveler? Did he use the Traveler to zip across the galaxy? Who knows? We don't even know if he's gone. He might still be right there, right? We don't know where he's at, you know? And that's why I thought, like, in the beginning of the raid, I saw the Traveler and I saw ships flying in. I thought we were going to go in to the Traveler. We did not. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, I'm, I'm standing on the ground. Garden. I'm like, uh, yeah, but the garden is in space. If you're paying attention, we're not on a planet. We're in space. Those gardens are like going between like the the the, the ships and and space debris and all that other stuff. We're in space, yeah. in a garden, in space. space yeah, space <laughs> space gardens. You know? It all checks. We out. weren't anywhere in particular, which was really weird. You know, I was like, what is going on? It was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like, visually, the people, the pe- Bungie can make a skybox. Let me tell you. <laughs> Bungie can make a skybox. But, like, it didn't answer any questions, man. And as far as the boss goes, I'm not going to spoil it. You no. said we didn't know about the boss. We, we've we known about the boss for years. We've known about him in name. We've got items that directly relate to this individual in lore. I mean, th- there's a lot we know about this individual. Right. We didn't right. know I mean, it was I mean, going to be the Ray Boss. Right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, this was a known character in the universe. We didn't know this was going to be the boss of this raid. But yeah, I mean, we've known about this person for a while. Yeah. And I'm I mean, still trying to piece things together because I picked up a bunch of lore in the thing. I'm still trying to piece things together of why he's there. But, like, to know that, you know, he's... He he wasn't what I thought he was gonna be, and the person that really made him angry isn't even us, right? It's an individual that took out a previous person that we know, right? So I mean, it's just the whole thing is really complicated. And Bungie, I don't know if they were trying to leave us on a cliffhanger, if they were trying to confuse us, or even if they don't know what's going on, because in their interview they said, okay, we have this cool new darkness ability called Strand. How can we make it fit into the story, right? So they made mm-hmm. Strand as a primary thing, and then it feels like the story is an afterthought of how to get Strand in there, right? And the raid being an extension of that, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. The mechanics in the raid are fun, I think. I think the raid itself is fun. Um, I don't think some of the bosses in it make a whole lot of sense, right? But that's just probably because I don't have enough lore on it or whatever. But You're it looking... does feel like this season isn't a filler. It feels like this season is an afterthought to introduce Strand story-wise. No, I think you're right, because listening to the Last Word podcast, they were saying that Strand fits completely with the Witch Queen. And you can tell that this was a darkness subclass that should have gone along with the Witch Queen. Because Savathun, with like with threads in time and, and manipulating things like that, it's something that should have gone with Witch Queen. It should have gone beyond light with Stasis, Witch Queen with strand and then 
light fall with something else or the final shape with something else. And they were questioning whether it's going to get to the point of the diamond is now kind of complete on our characters. Do they go, well, you've got three light and two dark and that's it. Or do they put another darkness subclass in and go this, this and this? I mean, they did point out we do have kind of six already. We have kinetic in there as well as stasis and strand, arc, solar and void. So we do have six in total. So they could make something out of kinetic if they wanted to kind of go down that route and empower you with some kind of kinetic ability. But also with what you were saying about with the witness, you don't know whether he's disappeared or not. We, we don't know where he's kind of gone. I mean, this is a kind of guy that we've seen make planets disappear into kind of black holes and things. So it's quite possible that he's still around and he's just completely uh, pulling strings and, and doing things in the background. We just, we don't know. And the other thing that you were saying about the raid boss, I think they answer your question in the cutscene that if, and I'm not 100% sure, but I think Bungie have done people dirty if you haven't even kind of stepped into the campaign or you haven't completed the campaign. Because as soon as you turn on Destiny, like this morning after the raid was done, mm -hmm. I, I turned it on just to capture the cutscene and it kind of played the cutscene for me. And I hadn't done, you know, <laughs> I haven't played the raid. So I don't know who that end boss is. I mean, they don't spoil who the end boss is, but they say, you know, through the actions of the traveler, through the actions of the witness, this is what happens to this character. He's kind of empowered and blah, 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 and goes on to kind of explain kind of the end of the raid. So again, even there, they say they don't know where he's gone. We, we're going to have to kind of track him down. But yeah, I don't know if that's a thing that if you haven't done the, the raid, or, sorry, haven't even done the campaign, it automatically plays that because you'd be completely confused if you log on for the first time in the next couple of weeks and go right i'm going to sit down and i'm going to play lightfall and this suddenly plays first off you'd be like huh what what's going on i, I i've no idea what's going on and then you get the cutscene at the beginning with the travel opening up and shooting and stuff and you'd be like this is round the wrong way kind of thing so i hope bungie have kind of figured out that they they should <laughs> do that after you've completed the campaign it kind of plays in that order but who knows yeah, I mean, there's also like the initial, the initial cutscenes. Hopefully, it will play like in the order. You'll get the the campaign cutscenes and then this one. But yeah, who knows? Trying to follow. Is it spoilers to, follow, to follow talk about is... the raid exotic? No, you can talk about the raid exotic. Okay, sorry, Perry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you stopped, dude. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think at this point we've we've given our light spoiler warnings. Where if you don't want to know things, uh, abandon hope. But you know anything anything at this point is sort of fair game the raids out there i mean really like to look at youtube thumbnails and things are spoiled for you so i mean if you're if you're looking at anything at all you've given up hope on having things not spoiled for you right um i'm not going to spoil it but the raid exotic has lore attached to it right okay and the lore is has a really spicy interaction between savathun and the raid boss and I'm just like, wow, she she did a lot more in the background than we ever even knew, you know? Yeah. Like she knew about she knew about uh, Neptune long before we did, and even saved them. Like what? So like she's been doing quote good things for much longer than we ever thought. I was very surprised by this, you know. 
So I just wanted to say that because we were talking about the relationships and who did what and when and where and whatnot. But it's it's very interesting lore tied to the shotgun about what Savathun was up to long before we knew she existed and the things she did to this raid boss, which could understandably anger him. <laughs> you know? And I don't know why he's taking that on us. She did it. <laughs> and we killed him. We should be friends, you know? <laughs> I was contacted by Arth this week who'd listened to one of the episodes where we were t- where I was kind of talking about the pukas and where what how come Elsie Bray the stranger has got a puka and where has it come from if she's been to Neptune how come she hasn't told us about it he told me that there is law to say that she found it on the space station and not on Neptune so somebody just abandoned this poor puka to a space station apparently just left it there it's just one puka all by itself and she decided to adopt it take it home it does sound like my children they would do kind of something like that they would just kind of bring home a stray animal and you'd be like where have you got this from i found, found this space well, fish Dan. take it back take can it I back now it? can i keep the space fish it's a hmm. space fish blue <laughs> i i was uh surprised that there was lore for that i thought that she had been there and just kept it a secret so fair enough she's a cloud shredder she just doesn't need mods because she's an exo she's been alive far too long for that oh speaking of cloud strider that that death right yeah that that really annoyed me because like i said last week when i was watching i told you man it felt so forced again yeah (laughs) i mean yeah a lot of other people have said that that death was kind of forced you like you've just met these people and you're kind of meant to feel something for this poor guy that's given up his life to help save you and you'll be like yeah good thanks yeah you know moving on yeah <laughs> basically yeah i mean the other guy tries too hard to be michelangelo from ninja turtles that's the vibe i get it's like he's trying to be this super totally cool tubular dude man but he just he tries too hard and he fails you know and if that person had been gone at least you would have gotten a reaction out of people that would be like yeah. Right? So, was that excitement yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was excitement, <laughs> you know. Uh I mean that would have been at least had a reaction. The other one you're just like, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and now for something totally different, right? So I don't know. It's just it, continue. Yeah, it's it's just weird that I mean we have these I mean, two cloud striders for one, and we're going to kill off one immediately before you even, <laughs> you know, get to form an attachment. It's like, these people have been here, they've been defending things. Oh, there's only two of them, and we're going to kill off one. So now you got one. Sorry, we, we, we had a budget for one guy. So uh, here's what you get now. <laughs> but has it got to that point where Bungie are saying, like, we've got all these characters, all these good characters, and every time we kill one of them off, it, it seems to kind of have a really nasty effect in the community. I mean, look what happened with Cade, the outrage that, you know, we killed off one of the main characters. But they gave him a memorial now. He has a statue. Yeah, he does. But they're like, oh, we've killed off this character and then we've brought them back. We've killed off this character and we've brought them back. It's like, so I I don't know if it's one of those things where they're kind of stuck in a loop of they've got to kill somebody off, but then it's hard to kind of kill off a main character because that has, you know, why feels killed, killed Kane, killed Zavala <laughs> to a solid favor. Yeah, well, that's, every, that's... everybody was saying that, weren't they? They were saying that you know Zavala's going to be the next one to go. 
I, well, I hope so. Other part, like 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 I'm sitting here watching, you know, <laughs> watching the traveler, you know, get get a whole, you know, smash to him, and we've got Ikora and Zavala and company just standing there watching, like, huh, that's bad. Like, what are you what are you guys doing? Like, why are we just standing here watching no, again? Like, I'm not saying you're, you're like jump in front of the witness, like you know, carving a hole in the traveler, but like. You're just gonna no. stand there and watch. I like this is your entire no, plan. You're like, hold they, on, I, no, that's I'm gonna watch. Fair. They didn't. They didn't just watch. They pushed the button to raise the blast doors, and then they pushed the button to lower the blast doors. They did the two things. The man has a bubble. See, even Zavala knows the bubble is not worth using at this point. He's like, I'm gonna need <laughs> yeah. blast doors. The bubble's been nerfed so bad, it's not yeah. even worth me putting it up. We won't. We won't <laughs> right. live through this. Oh, but dear. no. I, okay, so Ikora does things right, and you can tell that Ikora. Hold on. She built a Stargate like six years ago, and and I assume and now she hands out fragments to things. Yeah, every now and then she she gets to hand out some fragments, but not the strand ones. I love I love that you go to the pond to see the fish for your strand fragments. I love that, and, and I love that you can put I'm a upset. splashy emote on and you can respawn. splash in the pond. I'm upset with respawn about this because last week he told me it was glimmer. You need so much glimmer to kind of buy these aspects and fragments <laughs> for Strand. And I actually believed him. Mm-hmm. I went there. I did not. I told you there was Strand currency. No, I specifically said Strand currency. No. But no, no. You're not putting this on me. I asked Those are Strand moats. You said you, need glimmer. They are moats of Strand. Because while they didn't change gambits, they made you pick up all the gambit modes throughout the entire game to give to the fish. They're even green like Gambit, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, no, like I was Gambit saying earlier, is a baller, right? I mean, like, just out of nostalgia's reason, I, 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 I went back and I watched the ending of Cade, right? Uh, the Forsaken, what happened in Forsaken. And Zavala, not Zavala, Ikora was all like, you know, raise everybody, every hunter, every warlock. Every Titan, we will storm them and we will make them pay, right? She was about it. And then Zavala's like, no. Right, you know what? why? Sorry, what? You know why huh? Zavala was like, no? Because he was like, he's a coward. no. No, he was like, no. We don't need to waste all these guardians just to, just, just to get on with the mission. Just no, send, no. That's just not what he said. Your, That's no. what you took from it. But he said no because he doesn't want to start a war. He doesn't. He doesn't want to start no, an endless but, cycle. That's what no, he but said. But he he charged us with completing it, and we went ahead and completed it. He didn't we charge did. us. Our guardian said, "No, he's mine." Our guardian stepped up. Zavala didn't want to do anything. Go back but, and watch it. Zavala, Zavala was that. not going to do anything. Zavala knew that. He knew what we would say. No, uh-huh. we did. hadn't talked, and we hadn't talked in six years, and he knew we were going to say something right here. Get out of here. He did. <laughs> But no, and then after that, when we were attacked, Ikora's out in the field throwing void bombs everywhere. She blew up that ship that, that was about to shoot us. Uh, Ikora is about it, right? So if Ikora isn't doing anything, it's because Zavala has told her not to. So, yeah, don't put her on the same plane as Zavala, bro. No, I think that Ikora is her own woman. If she wanted to go and do something, she doesn't need Zavala's permission to go and do something. She would just go and do it. So she's just not interested in doing things, no. Since the Vex portal, no. Yeah, she had a, she had a. Yeah, she's like, listen, I'm tired. I just want to be a. Maybe it's because of the Vex portal. Fragments. She's like, I she's all like, I'm going to do this thing, it. and then it failed. 
Um, did you guys find it strange? Because again, listening to the other podcasts, they they were saying that it seems to be strange that it drops literally the second week. We've got an exotic quest before the raid drops to go and get this glaive. Uh, do you guys find it strange, or do you think that Bungie are just trying to change things up? With you know, they've gone down the road so far of doing season after season after season exactly the same way. We go to the helm, we open up a wing, we do like all the bounties, we we you know collect all the different nodes and we unlock it all, and then we just move on to the next one and round and round and round. You know, and on certain weeks there'll be certain things, and then an exotic quest here and a dungeon there. Do you think Bungie is actually kind of changing things up by just throwing it in there the second week, or do you think this is? Uh, a knee-jerk reaction to the community saying that they weren't happy with Lightfall. I mean, I think it was it was there all along. I don't think they like you know added it in this week. It would have been nice for this for the sake of the pacing of this season to not throw everything in the first three weeks. We've got the new season, Strand, the campaign. Here's a new exotic quest. Here's a raid dropping. Well, I mean, you know, everyone should be done with it with, you know, I say everyone, I haven't touched half of this stuff. You know, people will be done with all this content, making their raid guides and how to get your Vex Caliber and do all this stuff. And it's like, what, you know, what are you saving for the last three or four weeks of the season? You know, maybe, you know, it would have been fun to sprinkle this in. I mean, maybe they have something else coming later on this season, but it seems just like a whole lot of stuff you've preloaded up front and then gone, okay, it's all in the game. And then um, there's something at the end of the season, maybe? Hopefully, or just work on your no weekly challenges. Or do you think the season is that stacked that there's so much stuff that they've put in this first season? Because we've got stuff for Lightfall and the season on top of that. I mean, to be honest, I haven't touched one thing to do with the season. So I'm going to be about two or three weeks behind, you know, find out what Marasav actually wants for, at the farm. Oh, truly. I, I, I've done little bits and pieces of a whole bunch of different quests. I can't even tell you what exactly. I've I've been just murdering things on Neomuna with weapons to get their catalyst done because I can. I'm like, what am I working for? I don't know. I'm murdering things on Neomuna. It's beautiful. I can swing around and smash things in the face. It's it's good fun. I'm I like to have so many things to do. In fact, when I was doing the story with Parody, we kind of took a left turn at Albuquerque because they were chucking quest lines at us so quick. We started chasing the queen down a little bit. And it was funny, and uh, I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. we ended up on the farm, going, wait, wait, we're talking tomorrow, but this isn't this isn't the campaign. Hold on. And then we ended up in that in that new uh, the new I guess patrol like patrol activity with the three rounds where you start with the scion in the in the sky with the heavy box oh, in front the of you. Yeah, yeah. We like we started doing one of those, and then realizing, wait, because because you know Neomina. Like it drops you in a new moon, and then sometimes you have to go to the flag. Sometimes you're in in the campaign, running the next thing. We just thought, oh, this is the first like part of this new campaign thing. No, no, we're just here fighting things. At that point, you know, massively overpowered above us, going. This is not. This That's is right. not going we, well for us. Are we, we supposed burned to a whole hold, bunch of tokens? We're not supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, we're not even supposed to be here. This is this is not even. We done like what, like three or four of the campaign missions. Right. Like, oh, we're not even yeah. close to powerful enough to do any damage to these guys. Like, let's get back to what we were trying to do. Yeah, I, I would be disappointed if they just dumped everything out of the bag onto the players in the first three weeks and then did nothing. That would be a bummer. 
Unfortunately, I think that's exactly what they did. I'm I'm with I'm with Night Demon. This is I wouldn't say a knee jerk reaction. It's more like a they're scrambling to try to make a season out of just a whole bunch of ideas somebody had and didn't have the forethought to put it in any kind of chronological order that made any sense, you know? So, I don't know. Maybe they knew the raid was going to be short. Maybe they knew uh, that we're going to have it. Maybe they knew something ahead of time and didn't tell us and are just appeasing us right now with all of these exotics. Because look how many problems we've had in the game, right? They disabled, like, nine things for the raid. We have Invisible Guardians. I mean, the Invisible Guardians is the reason that the Iron Banner got moved, right? There are so Mm -hmm. many inexcusable bugs in the game right now. They're they're, they're just trying to win us over by giving us shiny things. Well, that's the thing, though. I I don't think... Like, Bungie and Destiny 2 is too big a ship to turn on a dime. Like, like, it's not like they're saying, you know, dump all this into the game because of day one reviews. Like, like, this is way too big a thing to do that quickly. And that's where things will all blow up. I mean, to be fair, I mean, yes, there are bugs with the Invisible Guardians. PvP is kind of a mess. But I mean, PvE for the most part works out fine. I mean, the raid, I mean, I didn't hear a lot of, I was sort of, you know, hopping around different Twitch streams, response included. And I was, you know, just looking at like, you know, just Twitter feedback from the raid and stuff yesterday. I didn't see a lot of like bugs in the raid. People weren't getting kicked out or sent to orbit or, Hey, I can't get past this, this, you know, this, this seems to be broken. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, there's some bugs and and certainly there are issues. I mean, the game is not like in the best place. And I mean, it's also just a brand new, you know, giant expansion drop, which is always sends things into chaos. But I mean, overall, yeah, I mean, they turned off a bunch of stuff, but like the game itself seems to be working mostly for the most part. Not to say people aren't having problems because they absolutely are. And yeah, and, and they turned off the, Necrotic grips right before the raid, going yeah maybe, and I'm sure everybody was you know looking looking to, to bring that load out into the raid, which too. is dumb because it's not even broken, you know. It's well, powerful, it's yes, but it's not powerful, broken, powerful. Well, you know, some something about it's broken, powerful. At least Whatever. in Bungie's eyes. But yeah, as far as the raid goes, we did have issues. Man cannons not putting you on this on the third story. Yeah, I mean the man cannons were a big problem. My brother died so many times to the man cannons. And also, there's a, there's a place where you got to go into a bubble, shoot the thing, and everybody in there gets a buff, like in Crown of Sorrow, right? So many times, everybody's in there. Everybody's in there for a good five seconds. Yeah. You shoot it, and then nobody's got the buff. We're like, what? <laughs> and then we have to wait 20 seconds for it to reload so we can get the buff to kill the invincible guys. It's there were there were lots of problems. In the raid, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's a normal, but a normal bungee expansion. Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't <laughs> it? I mean, I think I did a durian last week, and I said that you know, even though that we were quickly into the game, and there didn't seem to be that many bugs that were affecting things, I think I spoke too soon, and um, there was a lot of bugs, and I think it was a lot of hidden bugs that have suddenly kind of bubbled to the surface in the last couple of weeks as more guardians have had time to play with it and found these different things. Um, I, I love the video that Cheese Forever put out this week. He posted this video saying Bungie thought they fixed it post hotfix and just a, an LOL laughing emoji on the thumbnail. So I was like, you know, this, I think they're, they're scrambling 
to deal with it's like whack-a-mole at the moment with the, all the different bugs and things and i was saying to blue the other day i think they, they actually turned it off for about two or three hours or maybe even, even longer they had to uh, there was an emergency uh, maintenance that they turned destiny off for a couple of hours i think it was about eight or nine o'clock at your time so it was like in the middle of the morning for me like three o'clock in the morning that it was turned off but yeah yeah yeah, it's all that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's gotta be stressful too. Like you're 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 launching this whole new season, these huge quality of life changes, whole new subclass into the game, which is you know you know going to be a balancing nightmare. And you have a you know you know the big you know basically like marquee event of each new expansion, the world's first raid race, like in two weeks. Going okay, we have to figure out where the bugs are, what they are, and try to mitigate them best we can in the next you know ten business days. Go. <laughs> I, I don't and I don't envy anybody that task. <laughs> Meanwhile, you, you've got your staff of, yeah, I mean, you know, a couple hundreds, a couple thousands, however many people work at Bungie that are, you know, actively like looking at this stuff and troubleshooting it and trying to fix it versus, you know, half a million people playing the game. You, you know, you know, whatever the <laughs> whatever the active player counts are right now, it's it's you versus a literal army of people looking for each and every way to get every every ounce of, you know, advantage or cheese or whatever they can whatever weird interaction they could find a weird bug they can take advantage of i mean you've got to give it to bungie they are dealing with a live service game and it's it is a one of a one of a kind to be honest they're they're dealing with about five different platforms you've got older xboxes you've got the new xboxes you've got the old ps4s and ps5s and you've got pc you did have stadia it's like we're dealing with so many kind of strands as it were to this one kind of thing whereas things like world of warcraft with they're just kind of on pc they don't have to deal with all these other kind of elements and i think bungie to their credit do a lot of hard work to kind of keep this game up and running and doing what they can to make it as good as it is i mean it does have good weeks and it does have bad weeks and we have good content and we have bad content and it's just you know i've got to give them credit for the amount of hard work and effort they do put into the game, to be honest, it, it is a mammoth task. I can't call this anything but a win of a launch. I know some people had some problem getting on. I got on immediately. I've had one bug where I turn invisible and I can't see my rectal, but it's not a game breaker. And if I clear the cache on my Xbox, it goes away. Uh, the, you know, I acknowledge there were some things in the raid but that's not a buggy raid that's day one i mean a lot of people had a lot of fun in there i mean i, I think this is a huge this is a triumph like even without whatever four or five platforms they're doing i think bungie's so if it. you were a new kind of a new light guardian or just a new player or returning player and you picked up lightfall do you think this is a good point for uh you to kind of jump in to the game and do you think it kind of brings you up to speed very quickly or do you think it's going to be because they said they were going to try and improve the new light experience but i haven't kind of seen that as yet of you know explaining people where where kind of where where to take guardians like literally take them by the hand i mean i've seen in other games that they kind of do a a short little video tutorial on the screen as you kind of click this tutorial and it will tell you in video form where to go what to do what to say and i think that's something that 
Destiny is lacking for like the new and returning players. There's a lot of things that flash up on my screen, and I was I was confused this week of where to go and what to do. And I'm entrenched in lots of Destiny stuff, and I was saying to you that I'm really confused that you know this is flashing over here, this is flashing over here. Which is the thing that we were doing that kind of quest line or that thing that we? Were, I mean, I had to go back into the quest and read it and like, well. It doesn't specifically say. I mean, we were looking at the Vex Scalibur, weren't we, to continue that? And we got to the point where we got the, you know, the Vex Scalibur, and we've gone and done various different tasks and killed Vex with it. But then after that, you could go back and select the mission again and put it on a harder difficulty. But it doesn't actually tell you in the quest tab that, I'm, as far as I'm aware, that that's what you need to do to kind of unlock the kind of the next catalyst or expansion or um, extension to that sword. Or sorry, extension to that glaive. But it I think sometimes that's what's confusing. Yes, you could write a little quest thing, you can go into it and you can read even more, but it, it doesn't take you by the hand. And I think sometimes it misses out. I mean, what what do you guys think? I think you're right. Bungie depends way too much on our our existing knowledge, right? Like we know because we've done these things in the past, right? Especially lately, they've, they've put into our brains. The first time you go through is easy mode, you get the weapon, like we did with the pulse rifle, right? That we had to build, right? Yeah. And then once you saw that it had multiple catalysts, you knew, oh, they're going to make me go in on the harder difficulty to get my catalyst. Because we know that, because that's what we've had to do previously, right? Mm -hmm. But in-game, there's no explanation, there's no nothing. Even when you look at the two difficulties, right, when it's got the, the regular and the legendary or whatever the hell they are, legendary master, whatever it is, yeah, one of them doesn't say, this is where you get the catalyst. It, it doesn't tell you. You know, there's just nothing there. It depends on our pre-existing knowledge. So it's not very light-friendly at all. My brother, who just came back after four expansions, yeah. Is completely lost. Like he's always asking me yeah. questions. What do I go here? What do I do here? What do I do here? What do I do here? And the thing about it is, is he used to go to the lighthouse all the time. He was a phenomenal PvP player, and he used to drag me through raids initially, right? And to go from being that into the game to not knowing left from right, like it's shocking, you yeah. know. And I'm watching it from his eyes, and it's just it's crazy to know that. As knowledgeable as he is, coming back into the game, he has no idea what's going on. Imagine what a new light feels like. I think Bungie's doing more than ever to explain things. I don't know, Perry. What do you think? That was I, we were laughing about it. Yeah, they're they're, they're actually explaining. It. I was joking. Yeah, was... yeah. I mean, I think they're getting better. They're they're not there, but yeah, like actually having some iota of explanation. I can't remember exactly what we were looking at. It's like, oh, there's some actual like a little bit of explanation on this mechanic or how to do this thing, or, you know, th there's something, I mean, just the fact that we were laughing about that, there was literally anything, <clears throat> you know, even the tiniest breadcrumb of, of what I should be doing, where I should be going, just that there was anything at all being but, an, an improvement. I mean, do you find that the problem that's because you're an existing guardian and you've like respawn said, you've been along this journey. So you roughly know where to look and how to decipher that this is what we're meant to be doing. Whereas if you're looking at it as a new light player, does it explain it better for new light players? Or do you think it's it's still, like, I mean, I know you said it, it needs a bit of work, but does it need more work than than that? It definitely needs more work. There's There's so much of this game that as I play it, I recognize mechanics. I recognize, oh, here's, you know, here's three things next to a door. I should probably shoot these things. And now some of that may just be, you know, 
you play video games, you start to see video game mechanics. Hey, there's a door that's locked. There's a thing I can shoot next to the door to open it. But some of it's, oh, hey, I've seen this before. You know, I've seen this exact mechanic before. You know, the pictures were different, but the idea was the same. So uh, it's hard to tell how much of it is I've played Destiny long enough to pick up on those, you know, Ooh. mechanics and tropes, or I've played video games long enough just to know, sort of, to pick up on those mechanics and tropes of here's here's how I do this thing. I mean, even walking into the Defiant Battlegrounds for the first couple of times, it's like the mechanics there are a lot like the Blind Well in in places. Had I never played Blind Well, I would have a very hard time. And even before I knew that's what it was, having to trying to understand the mechanic where you're in the room where you're just taking tick damage, being out in the room, mm. it's entirely unclear. Oh, I need to run over to this thing to light the battle fire or whatever the thing's called. And then if I Make stand, okay, oh, oh, now there's Make a bubble. Okay, bubble. so if I stand yeah. in the bubble, now I'm safe. But there's nothing to tell me that. There's nothing to lead me there. I, you, you sort of, I mean, that's sort of, I think, where they're going. Like, like with the battleground activities, because it's match made, thank God it's match made. You know, odds are you can probably get in with someone who understands some of the mechanics. And you sort of have to, you know, sort of pick it up by learning. Say, what are these guys doing? How are you living? Oh, let me go follow you and see what you're up to. A lot of it is sort of learned by seeing what the other players do. Yeah. But, but, you know, but that's sort of once you're in the activity, once before you're in the activity, it's, it's, you're overwhelmed by so many things to do with very little explanation. I, I think there, there are two things. First, you know, as I was learning Strand, I was recognizing that this awkward thing is just this phase that I'm going to get through, right? And I won't remember the learning curve. Respawn, you were just in the, the raid for the first time. And that moment mm -hmm. is the best part of what you were doing is the mm -hmm. problem solving. You're figuring that stuff out. That's the game, right? So that's part one, right? We've already done so many things in this game that we're not enjoying that first time experience. Right. I don't think that's a negative necessarily. And the other is my feeling that they're really, really supporting the YouTubers and the streamers because that's an enormous opportunity to spread the word about the game. The only reason I know about Destiny is because there was this kid on Twitch that I thought was a good guy, and he went and he was playing with this game. That's how I got here. And so they have to be provided with the opportunity to explain okay, sure. things to me that I don't have time to figure like, out. Like to Neo Luna. They have no time to explain. Neo Luna introduced a mechanic that I'd never seen in I don't Destiny. Have no time to... Right? I know you're ready for this. A breakable Maybe. door. Because there's this one part in the story oh, mode, yeah. right, yeah. when you go up to the door, and you're looking for the button. You're looking yeah. for the mechanic. You're like, all right, where's the button? Where's the thing I have to shoot? Yeah, I was I was looking in that room for like five minutes, mm -hmm. right? Could not figure out how to open the door. Yeah, right, yeah. And this Could is not figure out how to open doors. the door. And my brother comes in, and he just, like, shoots the door accidentally. I'm like, did that just break? Can, it, can I just <laughs> ask a quick question? Is your brother yeah. a titan? Yes. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I walked straight past it. I walked at the door. I threw my hammer at it, and it just smashed open. I was like, oh, okay, this is where I'm going. <laughs> I, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Who who, who at Bungie did doors hurt? I really want to know, because I've run the campaign now with blue screen, with panoramics, with a couple other people, you know, just doing doing various parts of it. I'm like, never. I'm like, you can look at the doors. You might walk through a door, but for the most part, you're going to find a vent. You're going to find a hallway. You're going to find a curtain to crawl through. There's a crack on the wall. Bungie, who 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 did doors hurt? Who who hates doors over there? Because like we're gonna put lots of doors into this into this campaign. You're not using any of them. They're very pretty mm -hmm. doors. Mm -mm, they're not for you. 
I think that they're throwing work to the vent repairman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the one time they give you a door, it doesn't open. You have to shoot through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, I felt so stupid when he just came up and he didn't mean to shoot the door. He was just like, you know, right. when you're born, you just start shooting your weapon or whatever. He didn't even mean to shoot it. And I noticed, like, it took damage. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> we have breakable doors now? What? I felt so stupid. It's like, oh, my God. You, you, oh, man. Now, with Strand, I feel that they did go above and beyond with explaining how to use that subclass. And I did feel like what Parody always says, I felt like I was a drunk toddler with using it and experimenting with it. But I think that they did a lot more of, you know, you. I know they kind of forced you to use it in the campaign at every opportunity. Go here, pick up this, and then just use it. But then they kind of walked you through of how to use it and and what to do with like lots of pop-ups on the screen and it was it was quite useful and i think that they they did quite a good job in explaining that and how to use that from like a, an existing guardian i'm not sure how like a new light player would kind of get on with it but hopefully i think that they've done a good job with that but the the other funny thing was in the campaign now i completely missed it but there was these little diamonds that on some of the doors that you had to shoot uh, the enemies in a certain order. Now, the first time I kind of came up against these kind of diamonds on the doors, I was just, I was tearing away through with these enemies with Strand and these doors were just opening and I wasn't paying any attention to the, the, you know, the sequence of these diamonds that were kind of having these doors closed. And it wasn't until I got to a certain area that every time I was kind of just decimating all these enemies that the door just wouldn't open and even then it still took me i think uh, yeah, a good amount of time to figure out that i needed to shoot specific enemies to then open the the get the sequence to work because that wasn't explained it wasn't like oh shoot this glowing harpy then shoot a normal one shoot another glowing harpy it's like that was confusing and I think that's because where I just kind of torn through the enemies to start off with, and the game just went, "Oh yeah, you, you yeah, you've done that sequence." Mm -hmm. It didn't explain to me when I first came up against that sequence. Oh, you've got to do it like this. See, that's the difference between a titan and everybody else. The rest Sorry, of us yeah. immediately recognized that this was a puzzle because it's in front of a door. <laughs> Titans like mm -hmm. see things, smashing, see things, smashing. Why door not open? See things, smashing. Door not open. Listen, <laughs> just you, you, you give me every super as a way to use my fists on something i'm gonna solve every problem by using my fists on something if i kill them all and let one of the gods sort them out eh, i'll go through the room eventually there's nothing else left standing to stop me exactly that's what i was thinking Lou, what about you <laughs> well i just it's a miracle that the hunters ever got through because they're just hiding the whole time <laughs> go invisible and hope something <laughs> opens the door for them hey that's called first of all it's called scouting all right, and that's how you gain information. All right, if I watch the door long enough, somebody smarter than me is going to show me how to open it. All right, shut up. <laughs> Not hiding, scouting, scouting. I actually, I have a couple of builds on my hunter that I really love, and for some hard content, I think it's a superior way to get through. But I have to tell you, I have a name for that build that you might not like. Respawn. Uh, hide like a b word. It's called coward mode. Yeah, I know. I have that. Last night, if you're watching the raid, I'm like, um, while we're getting everything ready, I'm like, I'm going in with Omni Oculus. They're like, 
why Stratton is so strong. It's like, because I don't know what mechanics we're going to run into, and I'm going to hide, and whoever's on my team, I'm going to hide them until we figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it really works. It, it works, does, but it's, it's not the Titan way. And you actually need it on, on the spoilers here, right? When you get the, the exotic glaive, right, you have to go back in the hard mode, and at one point you have to fall down a hole to stop from being deleted, except there's a creature that comes over the hole and shoots down and kills you. So, and it's a high-level boss. It's hard to kill him before he kills at least one of you, right? Not if you're a hunter with Omni-Oculus. Just turn everybody in, Viz, and that's it. You're done. You know? We could all, if you can dodge a brick, you can dodge a ball theory. I like it. Yeah. No, if you can hide from the brick, you, can hi- you don't need to dodge the ball. So, have we got any more thoughts on campaign and story that you guys want to discuss before we move into this week at Bungie? Uh... Well, you know, to follow up on your training of, you know, Osiris's step in there where he makes us go in that little round room with the blender blade in it (laughs) was just dreadful. Um, And it really did. I mean, I couldn't get through it on my own soloing it without really embracing that thread. Yeah. No, I got through it, but I had to. I had to learn the subclass. So we actually. So I think it was totally effective. Whenever we went in as a group, we cheesed the hell out of it, right? You can, if you look up at the wall, that you can't go past. There's all kinds of holes, and you can go on the other side of the wall, right? There's a hole you can shoot through through the door, and there's spots where you can get that high enough that you can shoot down, and they can't shoot you. Bunch of cheeses in that room, right? There's because we tried hunter. doing it legitimately as a team we kept dying because it scales up the more people you have. And there's a mission where you have to do that in under five minutes and come to find out soloing it is literally the easiest way to do it. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, I, what? Yeah, I, was yeah I, I think your experience, like I wasn't tempted to cheese it. I was there to do the hard thing. Ooh. And by doing that, it was, teaching me how to use the subclass mm. i couldn't get i couldn't do it without yeah i think without that subclass that, that was the good thing about that it mm-hmm. was literally you know you've had all these strand elements you've played around with it we've told you how to use it now go in this room and use it use it kind of mm-hmm. don't use anything else you use this and i did enjoy yeah. tarzaning around that room kind of going from those balls in the sky just spinning around that room chasing that blade that yep. was yeah. fun. I, well, I really did. Yeah, I could that. pull myself up. Yeah. I could pull myself up to those snipers. I mean, it just it was problem solved. I told Micah after I had already beaten it before he did, I was like, dude, I totally got it. He goes, what? I'm like, you have to use, they have four little balls and you have to keep stranding to each one and spinning in the room, right? And you gain momentum and you come down with that powered melee. That's all you do. You spin melee, spin melee, spin melee. And I told him that as a joke, right? And he goes in, he goes, oh, wow, that really worked. I'm like, what works? Because <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, the whole spinning thing. I'm like, wait, you actually did that? He goes, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah it does work. Oh, I, it, <laughs> I was just messing with you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I ran the whole, I basically put the synthesis on and didn't take them off with Strand. Because I don't, again, I don't know if that, like, I'm going to grapple your face and smash into it with my giant crab claw is broken, but it, feels like it's doing a lot more damage than it should. I am deleting things that I feel like I should not be deleting. Do you and have the sequence down? There's a sequence to get max damage out of it. 
uh, tether their face, smash into their face with a crab claw repeat? Because that's what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> oh, are you, you're not talking about the super? Um, oh, no, no. oh, no, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, the super, yeah, like, that's fun, too. But no, I'm just talking about using the grapple and my one of three empowered melees to kill you. Yeah, wow. no, like, like, I'm not even talking about the super. The super, yeah, the super, I, I need to get the sequence down because I'm still semi-drunken toddler, but it doesn't matter if they're suspended and can't fight back. Heavy, no, light, just, light, just, heavy, just... light, light, heavy, light, light, heavy. It's how you do yeah. damage. Okay, yeah, yeah, but no, but just, just the tethering, just the, I'm going to tether to you, come over there and smash you in the face. With the synthesis on, just murders things, and it makes me happy. And and like and like that that stupid you know twister washing machine room, I feel like was a good strand lesson. But honestly, the callus yeah. fight too, because I I tried the callus fight a couple of times without strand, just going, let me see if I can do this as a void titan <laughs> or a void lock. And yeah, no, no, you you really it's like no, we're we're gonna design this to make it you, you to make you use strand. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're gonna we are gonna teach you Strand like you have never lo- learned another subclass in this game. I mean, granted, there's a whole movement mechanic behind Strand that we've never had before, mm-hmm. but it really did feel like no, you're gonna do this. You're gonna enjoy this experience. You're gonna need the Strand to make this happen. That, and one was... of the actually the best build for for I don't know about Titans, but I know for Warlocks and Hunters, the best build to use is put a Strand thing in the air and keep stranding to that one orb you've got in the air and empowering melees you get your supers back in like 11 seconds right but is that in the campaign only well yeah you can't do it in pvp yeah no no. not that i'm aware of uh i don't play a lot of pvp i don't know if you can talk about pvp yeah but 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 he but he means like is it campaign level of strand or out in like neomuda in patrol level of strand anywhere Anyway, yeah, because yeah, there's campaign strand and there's regular strand. Yeah, which I know some people also anyway, had complaints dude. with. Yeah, because like last night, whenever we start, whenever we started getting flooded with ads, I was using void first, and then I swapped to strand, and I started doing the whole tether punch thing to get my super back, and I was getting my super in time for the um for the yes. for the barrier champions and yeah. the one yellow bar tough guy to come out. I had a super every time those guys were coming out because of that strand that that strand abuse. Right. Yeah. So no, it's absolutely good late game too, man. It's so so strong. It's it's a it's a melee that at least for hunters is ten times stronger than our empowered melee. Our empowered melee sucks. It's only good for getting us back, you know, dodge energy or grenade energy. That's all it's good for, right? Because it does no damage. But when we strand to something and you hit them with that empowered melee, it's like it's like getting hit with a super melee. It's so freaking powerful and it's an AoE. And if you have the grenade, uh, grenade kills drop orbs or melee kills drop orbs, you can have both of those on. Mm-hmm. And because you're stranding, your grenade quotes is getting these kills, and you're getting a melee kill. So you're getting double the orbs on the same number of ads being killed because you're getting them from the grenade and the melee, which is nuts. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, oh, it's heavily abusable. Yeah, 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 those those between the siphon mods and the and the heavy fin- and the heavy finisher, it's stupidly fun. Mm-hmm. I the, have weapons, but I I choose not to use them. Yeah. The, the The only problem that I had with strand, because I said I broke my wrist, is that the you there's a lot more kind of button pushing and kind of getting that timing down, and I just mm-hmm. I was I was really failing in that kind of blender room, and that's when you know Blue came and helped me. It's like you need to be very kind of on point with tethering and, and 
and getting that sequence together and i just i couldn't do it with my hand being the way it was um the other thing that i found out whilst doing the campaign solo which i have put a video out this week or literally yesterday was that there seems to be a i'd say it's a bug but maybe it is kind of just in the coding and they can't do anything about it i went into the campaign as a laurely splendor wearing solar titan Mm -hmm. and every time that i picked up strand it still gave me the abilities or the healing abilities of my laurely splendor so it would drop the fire pool at my feet when i was damaged so i would heal while still wielding strand and i survived more engagements with that that i shouldn't have in the legend solo legend campaign or just in the legend campaign it was ridiculous that you can still have your solar abilities as long as you've kind of got like the soul invictus thing on so it drops the the fireballs even when i put the barricade up it would uh, strand them tangle them up but it would drop the fire pit at my feet as well so if they were close enough it would burn them as well so mm-hmm. it, i it think was it's like, in the code because the lorelite splendor i'm looking at it now no no it doesn't, it doesn't work say anything about being no no it only works on a solar subclass it only works on a solar subclass but because the game sees that you that. are wielding your solar subclass and not strand as a subclass it's just mm. kind of a pickup power up it's like doing both things so it works really well so I, I put out a short video yesterday just going if anybody's having trouble and you don't mind playing as a titan you can do this it's like oh interesting yeah 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 because you're because you're still playing your base subclass and then you're learning the strand within and exactly. then strand oh that's interesting oh i see mm. good little yeah, so you're cheese tip mm. trick because <laughs> like i was looking at it right here and it doesn't say anything about a solo class it just says when you're critically wounded with full class ability when you cast a barricade you create a sunspot that has improved restoration that's all yeah. it says it doesn't say you have to be on a solo subclass. It just says it uses a barricade. Yes, but you, you need a sunspot, but you, you need, need to be solar sunspot. to have that sunspot. Need, yeah, the I, I understand what you guys are saying, but I was just looking at it to see if that's why yeah. it was doing the thing. No, yeah. I did I did try it out in the normal kind of near Muna area and just wear that and have the subclass um, equipped, the strand subclass, and it doesn't work. It's like, no, it, you can only do it in the campaign. Which made me wonder, is, is there anything, because I couldn't remember, is there anything that when warlocks get damaged enough that they drop like uh, a healing rift at their feet and I, I don't think there is i think that that is titan on... only buddy nobody yeah, else no, has that yeah no there's on death you yeah, drop the rift with the death stag one, or whatever yeah. but yeah but not with just and the same with the hunters i don't think there's anything mm. on hunters although you nope. might be able to use is there some, like is there a i can't remember is there an exotic that you can go invisible if you get damaged or you you jump or something not as you're being damaged. No, we don't have any things that work on a reflex. Oh. Most most of our exotics require us to use a dodge to do a thing. I'm wondering now. Yeah, what's it... the one with the beetle on, dude? Does that require? Oh yes, Kepri's thing. When you you're right. All right. So Kepri's thing. If you get meleeed specifically, you drop a smoke bomb if you have one. Yeah. And you go invis while they get poisoned. Okay. But there's yeah. So that, right. that could potentially work in, in the same way, but you kind of have to be meleeed whilst wearing that exotic on a void subclass while wielding strand. Might be something yep. worth kind of testing out. Maybe. Maybe. But anyway, people might have already completed the campaign by now. Most people probably have. On at least two characters. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 
And we no, knew one that, of those two characters is not a Titan. Titan first. We knew that you'd run through on your Titan first. Nope. You Titan have still ain't been through. Because you need to figure out how to get those doors open in the first place, which is why you can then <laughs> confidently say to me, as a hunter, you knew what to do. No, as a hunter, I didn't know what to do after somebody showed me. Because <laughs> he brought the Titan with him to smash through the doorway. Oh, dear. Yeah. I'm super happy to have done it on all three characters. And it was, I couldn't find anybody. So I got to uh, do the last bits by myself, which was. So hard. You had a few tips, didn't you, for that that final boss room that you were going through with me? Um, did you just want to? Yeah, that's the benefit. Yeah. Did you just want to explain if there's kind of you've got some good oh, tips on uh, on that final room with Callus? Yeah, certainly. And and this is based on uh, what we would call maybe 150 or 200 deaths. Is the research <laughs> basis. But the abantus. The uh, yep, I am not abantus. Remember that when I ever I watch his videos, I think I could do this. <laughs> but uh, the auto loading uh, concussive grenade launcher is your friend. Is your friend, and so it 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 buys you time. It settles everything down. It gives you a chance to deal with that. And if you don't have that, strand is fickle. Yeah, strand is good, but it doesn't re up as quick as that. Um, I really uh, enjoy. The odd exotic bow, uh, you know, I was using Lloyd Lamanark, which was great. Mm-hmm. When Night Demon came in, he was throwing around solar explosions, which was also great. They they both do AOE, but with his explosion, he was actually killing the missiles off of explosion. the boss, which was really handy. And then just, uh, you know, the the pattern, simple enough, you can just take... Possession of one platform. You don't have to rotate around the room. Pay attention to when he's going to deny you that platform. Jump off it and then jump back. Mm-hmm. And once you've been there long enough, you know what the pattern are for the spawns. And you just got to whittle them down. So there's a, a, lot me- of fun. there's a mechanic in there that I super appreciate. And I wish they would do this more often because I voiced my opinion. I hate the fact that 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 beings in this game can just be invincible because they want to, right? That's so aggravating. But what Callus does is he doesn't just go invincible. He gets an overshield that you can deplete. That makes sense, right? That makes way more sense than somebody just being invulnerable for no freaking reason, you know? It's not like, and, and, and a lot of bosses, it's not like they go inside a room where you can't shoot them or there's these machines that point at them that give them an unbreakable shield until you kill these machines. No, they just become invulnerable until you hit them with a ball, right? That is completely stupid in my mind. But this mechanic, it just gives them an overshield. So even though you're not getting his health, you got to take down this overshield. It still makes more sense than somebody just being completely invincible. And I appreciate that. And they should do that more often. I don't think that's anything stupid about having a field generator that is making them invincible. No, that makes sense. A field generator makes sense. But them just being invulnerable for no reason doesn't make sense. Like in the raid, where you got to move all the planets, the guy in the middle walking around, he's just invincible, flat out, for no reason. Because the planets aren't aligned right. So you're you're breaking his field. It's just use the metaphor of a field generator, whatever we're doing to break that mechanic. 
And so, and, and I think it's, I'm quoting you, right? Why have just the one? I prefer to have all these different kinds of things. I don't know. I just, I hate it things was, being why, involved. I live in the land of war. It, it, it bugs me. I live me. in the land of war. But I agree. I, I really like that mechanic. And it, it, it takes a minute to figure that out. You know, you're, Probably shouldn't use your heavy while his shield's up, guys. <laughs> Just saying. So yeah. I can uh, anybody tell me? I'm sorry. Well, no, go for it. Go see, see what we can well, tell you. Can anybody tell me that what is going on with those little items that are popping off the golden fellows that turn into a dome? It doesn't seem to offer them any kind of protection. <laughs> it, listen, it gives you know, them, they get gives them a, extra snake oil, a snake oil yeah. salesman showed up and they were like, "Listen, you take one of these in the battle, you, they, you're going to come home safe." No, it's like a weak aversion. The bullets work just as well on them. <laughs> it's a weak aversion. In fact, when you blow it up, it does damage well, isn't it? It's like, well, yeah, there's an explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so, somebody, somebody lied to them. Yeah, I've. Um. So, 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 so the whole callous thing, like overshield, people kept mentioning that to me, but I wasn't really experiencing that. Maybe because I was doing nothing but sending bullets toward toward callous. They were like, "He's immune." I'm like, "My bullets are doing damage." I don't know what you guys are seeing. Yeah, because people are used to that white thing under the bar being an invincible phase, right? And and we're just like again, experience. We're hard grained because I thought it was an invincible time too until I saw my guy with my blinding grenade deleting the shield in three shots, and I thought it was a bug with the blinding grenades. And then I started shooting him with the grenade on my on my uh, silver auto rifle, quick silver, and that was deleting his shield. I'm like, oh, you can say it's, it's, it's just an overshield. You can right? just, you were shooting him with your Titan. I I'm, I haven't I can I have verifiable proof I haven't touched my Titan this season. All right. Get out on of here. That, yeah, on that sign in. At yeah, all. Quicksilver Storm you is miss, stupidly good. Yeah. It's so good. Do you miss your Titan after you had to play him all last season for No. I, I feel no closer to my Titan than I did before. Honestly. <laughs> Funny you should mention that, All that we did talk about this. It, it's been a couple of seasons, and we do have a new Guardian Games coming up in May. Uh -uh. And nope. Did you see what Astrocross did? did? No, sir. No, I did sir. mention to Respawn, maybe we should do another bet, but he doesn't seem to be up for it this time, <laughs> unless he's got more of a winning hand. Astrocross Cross didn't learn from my example either. He made a bet that Titans were going to be the strongest super in the game, and he lost, and he now has to main a Hunter. For the rest of the season, it's like you should have known, bro. Don't don't bet. <laughs> making bets. That's why he's been putting out those testing videos on the supers. Ah, okay. Uh huh. Yeah, and in the last uh -huh. one, the last one, he tried to cheese it so bad because the supers <laughs> outright, the hunter was doing like an extra two hundred thousand damage, and it's not like wait, wait a second, wait a second. Let me put on a one-two punch shotgun and try it again. And when he used a one-two punch <laughs> shotgun in conjunction with his super, in conjunction with another thing. Yeah, that gets over a million, right? Hunter only had like eight hundred and something thousand, and when he adds all these things up, technically he can get more than a hunter. But it's not just the super and the exotic; it's a super and the exotic, and a shotgun with one-two punch, and another mechanic, and he had to do all this stuff. Yeah, and his chat was up. so upset with him. <laughs> They're like, "You're cheating!" <laughs> it's like, so he he admitted, "Look, all right, I lost." I'm still so, crafting. <laughs> and he's all trying to justify. It. But what if this is the new meta? What if what if you swing it? That's right. He had to swing in. What if you swing in with with the with the thread, right? And then you shotgun him, and then you pop a super. That could be the new meta. You don't know. And I was just like, seriously, dude. 
entirely. <laughs> Am I the only person who hurdles himself off of the edge with the hunter oh. super? Oh, the hunter super! I couldn't. Uh, I've hurdled myself off the edge both as a warlock and a titan a number of times. Going, I, I'm going to, I'm going to swoop in with my multiple melees, and oh, there's a hole there. No, my <laughs> brother keeps eating himself off the map with your standard, uh, in, not enhanced punched. What do you call it? When you just have a, a charged punch, just your normal charged yeah. punch, right? Yeah, he keeps. A, I, don't, I haven't seen him do it, but apparently, like when you punch, it jokes you forward. Right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's knocked himself off of so many ledges doing that. He hates the new Titan Punch on Strand. He like he actively 100% hates it. And you can tell when he does it because you just hear him yell in the background. I'm like, did you knock yourself off the edge? He goes, I hate this punch. <laughs> I, I have legitimately gone like from too far on one side of a platform to too far on the other side of the platform <laughs> with one melee trying to correct it. Because again, really? I mean, I mean, I mean, like you know, it was a small platform. It was one of the you know, like things on the Defiant Battlegrounds. Like it was a small platform. Oh, okay. You know, like it's like six or eight meters. It wasn't like you know a whole big long thing. But yeah, no, like it goes fairly far. And you've got up to three of these things, which I also am never used to. I'm not used to being able to do it twice. So I'm thinking, oh, let me let me go this way. Let me overcorrect back a little bit. No, no, you're overcorrecting the same amount you overcorrected the first time. Oh, and God, now you've swerved, <laughs> you've swerved off into the ditch, flipped your car, and now you're being eaten by alligators. <laughs> so, so your punch is more of a hazard than than helpful. <laughs> well, it's more of a hazard to the other team, thankfully, to the combatants. It, it's also a hazard to me, but really, that's just being a titan. Is when you have to run up to something and punch in, in the, the raid, face. Ryan you're already a hazard. So many times with that punch, we've had to, we wasted so many res tokens because that punch sent him over the edge. I'm just like, mm -hmm. Stop using the damn thing, dude. Oh yeah, put a glaive, something. Just stop using the punch, man. Yeah, no, uh, it, it'll absolutely send you flying. It does a ton of damage, <laughs> but it will. It, it is high risk, high reward. And something that's broken in the game, which really made me mad, is so. Remember how they talk about how all these like radiant weapons do this and that and the other, right? Well, whenever I get um, the void uh, bullets, right, that's supposed to give you armor piercing, but it's so inconsistent. I was trying to I was trying to solo. I, well, I I soloed uh, the uh, not the dungeons. What are they called? Lost sectors, legendary lost sector, right? And I was dodging to go invis because with the Grafalcons, when you come out of invisibility, you have volatile rounds, right? And I had volatile rounds. It was showing me volatile rounds. But one out of every 10 times I got volatile rounds wouldn't actually give me armor-piercing rounds. I'm just like, this is so inconsistently broken, you know? So That's different things. And what's, huh? what's supposed to give you the armor-piercing? Well, for a hunter, volatile rounds gives me armor piercing, or at least it was, right? Every now and again. And uh, I think radiance gives you armor piercing. They all do different things. Like when you highlight over, hold on, let me see if I can tell you right now. Uh, how, okay, here we go. Uh, radiant gives you anti barrier. Volatile rounds gives you anti barrier. Unraveling weapon rounds give you anti barrier. And any gear with pierce traits give you anti barrier. Right, so again, volatile rounds was supposed to be giving me anti barrier, but it only gave it to me one out of every ten times I would dodge. It's very inconsistent, and Bungie needs to fix. I mean, they need to fix a bunch of stuff, right? 
But this is one of the things they need to fix because it's a mechanic you put in the game to help with barrier champions and it doesn't work. You know? So, I mean, it's kind of a big deal for me. Anyway, I don't know about you guys. Void Titans, maybe. Something. Top. I just like to see how how long you'll go until you give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally unfamiliar. I can tell you something that Bungie does not give up on. That is hot fixes. We have hot fix seven point zero point zero point three. Oh, they give up on them all the time. No, they don't. No, they That's don't. why we keep having them. Your <laughs> gameplay and investment. They fixed that. They fixed an issue where the Silk Strider super light attack was doing yeah. hidden double damage. Although, yes. It, it, what? What? Why? Why fix things like that? We love things because like they that. made it better, kind of. Because they removed the critical strike at the tip of the dart instead of the instead of granted the critical strike behavior to the length of the dart. And oh. the damage has been tuned to compensate. Apparently, yep. I yep. want all my damage on the tip. No, no. <laughs> Pre previous to this fix, the same damage that Asacross did, hunters were doing just over six hundred thousand, right? So by making this change, yeah, even though we don't get the hidden double the damage. We we because now every hit is a crit. We're doing over eight hundred, almost nine hundred thousand damage now. So I'm just like they buffed it <laughs> really well. I like it. There's a joke I really want to make here, but this is a family show, so instead yep. I'm going to say they fixed an issue where the pass. arch Rider's disorienting blow melee was not costing energy on hit, and and now it is again, like it should be. Yeah, if you were stuck on the hypernet current strike, uh, you shouldn't be anymore because. Before you had to do the campaign version of the strike to progress the lightfall campaign. Now just do it anyway. Just however you get it done, then you're good. And if do you anyway, giving out commendations willy nilly, they fixed an issue with that commendation screen crashing, so you can give out more willy nillies. Um, they still need to fix it, just not loading at all at the end of gambit matches and half the time during crucible matches. That's because it, just it doesn't matter in gambit. Ends. We've gone over this. Gambit or does crucible. Not <laughs> Or crucible, apparently, it just sits there and spins the entire time and says, You could give these out, yeah. but not if your screen doesn't load. Sometimes you can give it out without seeing any information about who they are. If you click on the side where their character would be, it brings the cards up. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you just talk about willy nilly. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy that entire system where it's like, Give two of these out. You've got four teammates, but no, no, you get two cards to give out, and you've got about three seconds to choose who you give them to. So it really, really leads yeah. to a lot of deep, quick, quick. deep, thoughtful, you know, handing these out of of who who was the most joyful out oh, yeah. on my team. Yeah, who was the it's, joy bringer? It's, really it's terrible. Oh, that guy over there. Here, let's do this. Well, the three it, of you, and it completes the my my love of Gambit is complete when <laughs> they give you have three teammates and you give out two <laughs> cards. Like somebody's getting shafted. Screw you. Um, you're cool. You're cool. <laughs> it's good for like nightfalls and things, as we found this week. We were all just giving each other two commendations. It was like, yep, yeah, we'll do that and um, reap the rewards. You guys, all three of you, yeah. when, just when you go to Hawthorne, it's supposed to be every 20 or 200 something commendations you get an Engram. Commendations that you've given out, yeah. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I There's... have. This, this Hawthorne? is one of yes speak, speak to the bird not the lady it's the bird that gives bird, you accommodations yeah, yeah. neither one of them wrong. does it for me dude that well and, and it doesn't show up on my map she's just hawthorne my brother showed me on his he shared his screen and this is physically different it shows you like your progress towards your next ingram or whatever mine doesn't i beat the game i've done all the side quests 
And Hawthorne's just like, none for you. And I've got like 500 co- accommodations, so I've met the, the minimum threshold. But no, she's but broken on my out, game. Have you given out 20 th- this week? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, something that Blue and I found that was really, really bizarre was I was looking for the Legendary Lost Sector to you know update my videos for the This Week in Destiny video. And I, I could see that there was nothing on the Dreaming City this week with Chamber of Starlight, I believe it was. So, I, I, you know, Blue said, hang on a second, I can see it on my screen, I will go there. So he flew there, he stood outside, he went, come and join me. So I joined him. He could see the flag, but I couldn't see the flag at all. And at that point, we'd gone through the campaign and done stuff. So I was at kind of, well, why isn't this unlocking? Because I remember the other day, I could see the flag. And now campaign, I, yeah. no, no, I had finished the campaign. But the other day, I could see the flag and I hadn't finished the campaign. I thought, oh, it's it's been fixed for me now. But it wasn't. And it wasn't until I think he then transferred ownership of the party or the, the instance to me that the flag suddenly showed up for me. And then it was on the mini map as well. I was like, this is bizarre. So he hadn't finished it for you. But no, oh, wait. Weird. He could no, see it though. No, so, he so could so see it on his the, instance and I so could only see it on my instance. Fire team leader could see the flag? Yes, no, but in, I was because, my own fire because, team leader to start no, off with. The same thing happened and to me I and Ryan. Oh, and I couldn't okay. find it. And it wasn't until I joined his instance, he could still see it. He could see it on his instance, but I couldn't. But it wasn't until he, until he transferred host to me that it suddenly, oh. this flag suddenly showed up in front of me. I was like, that yeah. is bizarre. So lost sectors are now like the virus from Crucible a couple of years back where you have to have someone transfer it to you. Like, not, not <laughs> you, even that. Not lead even you that. the flag and say, here's the flag. Let me show it to you. Yeah. <laughs> not even that because the same thing happened to me and Ryan, except... When I gave him party lead, he still couldn't see the flag. Hmm. Ah. And I think that's because he didn't finish the campaign. Because I don't think Dreaming City was around when he was still playing. I don't know. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I went there. I saw the flag because we were going to do the Legendary Lost Sector so I can show him how to farm for exotics now, right? Because this wasn't a thing when he was around. He yeah. could not see the flag. Even when I gave him party lead, he couldn't see it. I left the party. He couldn't see it. That is bizarre. Yeah, I, 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 I did... I can't remember which Lost Sector was this week. I did try to go into one, and while I've completed the campaign, I am not strong enough to go into the Lost Sector and have a good time with it yet. So I said, this is a terrible idea. But yeah, I've, I've noticed, I've sort of looked each day to see where they were, and I was like, I'm seeing them and not seeing them, but haven't been paying attention to see which ones I'm seeing and when where they actually were that day. But yeah, that I wonder if that's a little bit broken. I, I mean, it so. definitely is a little bit broken, because you, you, you and Blue should be seeing the same Lost Sectors. Yeah. I dare say you've been through them a time or three. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. You may have done it a time or two. Yeah, and and we've also um we've also been been through the Manticore. It was a oh. season of the Seraphs uh, past Destiny exotic weapon. Uh, it was missing from collections. They have now located it and put it back into collections. Um, and apparently they fixed an issue with some armor where your your uh, element focus armor mods were deactivated while spawning into an activity or mm-hmm. respawning after death. So you didn't need those mods, right? Um, some yes. people were resetting their seasonal artifact and it was saying this cost you glimmer. Um, it should not be costing you glimmer and they should have now have fixed that. Your scavenger armor mods were incorrectly activating in crucible game modes. Maybe that's why your tunnel was getting 10 mm. brick on pickup. Good times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, players were apparently able to duplicate our ammo drops and now they cannot. Mm-hmm. So that was the rest of your hot fix. Hello and welcome to the third week of Season 20, Season of Defiance, starting on March 14th, 
2023. So for week three, let's have a look at our legacy rotation, starting with the Forsaken expansion. Ready if you are. Let's see what's out there. The Dreaming City this week is at a medium curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in the Davillion Mists and has the Oracle Engine mission for the next week. The Blind World features Hive enemies and the Plague, Prigar. The Ascendant Challenge this week will be the Shattered Ruins, which can be found over in the Spine of Keris on the Dreaming City. Next up, the Shadowkeep expansion. On the Moon, the weekly story mission is a Mysterious Disturbance. The Trove Guardian is located in the Anchor of Light. The Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Zortal in Sorrow's Harbour. And the Nightmare Hunts this week will be Tanix, Isolation, Zydron, Servitude, and Ghoul, Rage. For our Beyond Light expansion, on Europa this week, Phylax the Warrior will be the Empire Hunt, Asterion's Abyss will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Challenge will be Agility. For the 30th Anniversary expansion, we have the Loot Rotation for Dares of Eternity, which will be on Week 3's rotation, with the Scatterhorn armor set and the Lightkin armor set being available. The weapons available this week are the Kinetic Rapid Fire Frame Auto Rifle Chroma Rush, the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Grenade Launcher Ignition Code, the Void Rapid Fire Frame Pulse Rifle Grid Skipper, the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Sidearm Farewell, the Solar Pinpoint Slug Frame Shotgun Sonja's Tail, the Rapid Fire Frame Machine Gun Shattered Cipher, the Arc Precision Frame Fusion Rifle Main Ingredient, the Kinetic Adaptive Frame Sniper Rifle Long Shadow, the Arc Omelon Adaptive Frame Sidearm Last Dance, the Kinetic Aggressive Frame Shotgun Toil and Trouble, the Solar Rapid Fire Frame Shotgun Wishbringer, and the Void Adaptive Frame Pulse Rifle Last Edition. For the Witch Queen expansion, the Witch Queen weekly story mission is The Ghosts, where the modifiers are Fire Pit and Raider Shields, as well as Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. The Wellspring activity has been updated to include a featured Throne World weapon, Verus's armor, and a weapon pattern as its rewards. Raids and Dungeons The Kingsfall Raid Challenge this week is the first encounter, Totems, called The Grass is Always Greener. Players cannot take the same brand type twice in a row. The Vow the Disciple Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Rolk, called Looping Catalyst. This is where Guardians must not lose the Leeching Force before the damage phase. The Vault of Glass Challenge this week is the second encounter, Oracles, called The Only Oracle for You. Players cannot destroy the same Oracle more than once. The Garden of Salvation Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Sanctified Mind, called Zero to One Hundred, where you must fully fill each Conflux with 30 moats, within 10 seconds of initially banking the first set of moats. The Last Wish Challenge this week is the first encounter, Kali, called Summoning Ritual. Players must activate and cleanse all 9 plates, then kill all 9 knights and ogres before damaging Kali. Your pinnacle raid will be the Deep Zone Crypt over on Europa, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter. These are the first encounter, Crypt Security, called Red Rover. This is where all guardians must be operator and shoot the two panels on the lower levels. The second encounter, Atrax 1, called Copies of Copies where you must not send any Atrax-1 replicant debuffs into the airlock slash space. The third encounter, Tanix Part 1, called Of All Trades. Guardians must perform each role at least once, Operator, Scanner and Suppressor. The fourth encounter, Tanix, called The Core 4. Guardians must dunk all four cores before each DPS phase. Also, with the Deepstone Crypt being the featured raid, this does mean that you can farm the final boss for a chance at the exotic rocket launcher, Eyes of Tomorrow. 
And the pinnacle dungeon for this week will be the duality over on the derelict leviathan on the moon. Next up, challenges. So for week three, we have the longest path. Complete week three of the We Stand Unbroken quest for a war table upgrade and challenge XP+. Bane of the Shadow Legion. Use abilities to defeat 50 combatants in the Defiant Battlegrounds playlist. Defeating combatants with the Strand subclass will grant bonus progress for a war table upgrade and challenge XP. Defiantly defeated. Defeat 150 combatants with the seasonal defiance weapons. These are Perpetualus, Prodigal Return, Regent, Caretaker, Raketeur, and Royal Executioner. Bonus progress awarded for combatants defeated in seasonal activities for a war table upgrade and challenge XP+. EDZ activities. In the EDZ earn progress by completing bounties, patrols, public events, and loss sectors for challenge XP+, and Bright Dust. Commendation appreciation. Earn progress for giving 10 commendations in Vanguard Crucible and Gambit activities for challenge XP+, and Bright Dust. Iron sharpens iron. Complete Iron Banner matches. Earn bonus progress for wins for Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. Primeval Entourage. Defeat 100 taken in Gambit. Earn bonus progress for defeating tougher combatants for Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. Ultimate Champion. Defeat 60 champions in any Nightfall Strike on Hero difficulty or higher. Earn bonus progress at higher difficulties for Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. Mid Range Calibration. Calibrate 200 mid-range weapons, hand cannons, auto rifles, glaives, fusion rifles, and machine guns in the EDZ. Bonus progress for rapidly defeating combatants for Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. And one classified challenge. And speaking of Bright Dust, we have our third Eververse of the season for the week of March 14th, 2023. Available this week for Bright Dust, we have the Vehement Flock Exotic Emote for 3,250 Bright Dust. The Surging Current Exotic Sparrow for 2,500 Bright Dust. The Vitreous Entrance a Legendary Transmat Effect for 450 Bright Dust. The Seven Sisters Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Oiled Gunmetal Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Stress Ball Exotic Emote for 3,250 Bright Dust. My 10 Gallon Hat Legendary Emote for 700 Bright Dust. The IOK Fast Shell Exotic Ghost Shell for 2000 Bright Dust. The Motive Force Exotic Sparrow for 2500 Bright Dust. The Velocimancer Exotic Ship for 2000 Bright Dust. The Knight's Elegacy Exotic Weapon Ornament for the Exotic Sword The Lament for 1250 Bright Dust. And finally, the Thumbs Down Projection Legendary Ghost Projection for 1500 Bright Dust. Hello! Your daily loss sector will show you a flag outside which will give you details of threats, shields, champions and exotic armour you will find inside. But if you are new to the game or you are using an alternate character and can't find the flag outside, you will have to run through the loss sector normally to have it show up on your map as a legend slash master. Which you can either do solo or with a fire team, but you will only be able to earn a chance at the exotic drop when completing solo. Tuesday March 14th will be the Excavation Site 12 on the EDZ for exotic boots. Solar Threat, Solar and Strand Surges, with Arc Elemental Shields, Overcharged Swords, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Wednesday, March 15th will be the Skydock 4 on the EDZ for Exotic Gauntlets, Solar Threat, Solar and Strand Surges, with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharged Shotgun, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. 
Thursday, March 16th, will be the quarry on the EDZ for exotic chess, Void Threat, Solar and Strand Surges, with Void and Solar Elemental Shields, Overcharge Grenade Launcher, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Friday, March 17th, will be the Affilian's Rest on the Dreaming City for exotic helmets, Stasis Threat, Solar and Strand Surges, with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharge Shotgun, with Unstoppable and Overload Champions. Saturday, March 18th, will be the Chamber of Starlight on the Dreaming City for Exotic Boots, Solar Threat, Void and Strand Surges with Void and Solar Elemental Shields, Overcharged Swords with Unstoppable and Overload Champions. Sunday, March 19th, will be Perdition on Europa for Exotic Gauntlets, Arc Threat, Void and Strand Surges with Void and Arc Elemental Shields, Overcharged Fusion Rifle with Barrier and Overload Champions. And finally, back round to Monday, March 20th, will be Bunker E15 on Europa for Exotic Chess, Void Threat, Void and Strand Surges, with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharged Grenade Launcher, with Barrier and Overload Champions. Lead the way. Our third featured Nightfall will see us face off against the Taken Hydra, Parthenus, in the Hibernet Current, where you have a chance to get a Pinnacle Engram if you complete the Nightfall with a score of 200k or more. You'll be able to earn high-end gear for your characters, including the Nightfall featured weapon, exotic gear, enhancement cores, enhancement prisms, and ascendant shards. The higher the Nightfall difficulty, the more common the drop will be, with the featured weapon and exotic gear being uncommon at hero difficulty, to being common with ascendant shards in Grandmasters. The Grandmaster Nightfall difficulty will return on April 11th. Your Nightfall modifiers are Hero difficulty, maximum effective level is 1765. Matchmaking is available. Extra Shields, Champion's Foe, you'll face either Barrier, Overload or Unstoppable Champions. You can either use Intrinsic Exotics, use a Subclass Debuff, or unlock Anti-Champion mods from the Seasonal Artifact. One Elemental Threat, 25% increase to that element's incoming damage. An Elemental Surge, that will give you 25% bonus to outgoing damage. Strand Surge, 25% bonus to outgoing Strand damage. An overcharged weapon, giving 25% bonus to damage. Legend, maximum effective level, 1815. No matchmaking. Equipment locked, you will be unable to change equipment once the mission starts. Master, maximum effective level, 1820. Champion's mob, this difficulty adds more champion enemies. And chafe, radar is disabled. Your choice of intrinsic anti-champion artifact mods are anti-barrier pulse and anti-barrier sidearm. Unstoppable Scout Rifle, Overload Bow, Overload Submachine Gun and Ultra Rifle, and Medieval Champion, where Glaze fire projectiles that stun Unstoppable Champions. Swords stun Overload Champions on consecutive hits. You also have exotic weapons and armor that can help with intrinsic mods as well. For Anti-Barrier, the Kinetic Bow Wish Ender, the Kinetic Linear Fusion Rifle Arblest, the new Kinetic Pulse Rifle Revision Zero, the Solar Energy Hand Cannon Ariana's Vow, the Solar Heavy Sword, the Lament, and the Titan Exotic Gauntlet's Second Chance, which gain a second charge of your shield throw melee, which becomes shield piercing and stuns barrier champions. For Unstoppable, the Kinetic Fusion Rifle Bastion, the Kinetic Hand Cannon Malfeasance, the Solar Energy Sidearm Devil's Ruin, the Void Heavy Bow Leviathan's Breath, and the Hunter Gauntlet's Athris's Embrace, which have a chance to stun an Unstoppable Champion with their Empowered Weighted Knife. And for Overload, the Void Energy Bowler Monarch, the Arc Energy Linear Trace Rifle Divinity, the Arc Heavy Machine Gun Thunderlord, 
and the Warlock Exotic Boots, the Secant Filaments, which, when you drop an Empowering Rift, any weapon that is fired from inside that well can cause an Overload Champion to be stunned. Next up, Lord Shaxpring's Team Scorch to the Featured Crucible playlist for the third week of the season. Delightful! Team Scorched is a 6v6 PvP mode where all players wield a Scorch Cannon. Equipped weapons and abilities cannot be used in this game mode. Movement abilities e.g. Lift, Jump and Glide, Sprinting and Emotes can be used. Players are forced to use a Scorch Cannon that cannot be dropped. These Scorch Cannons have 100 ammo, which is replenished on respawn. Matches have a 7 minute timer, players have a 3 second respawn timer, Kills give plus one point each. The first team to reach 60 points wins. If the timer runs out before the team reaches 50 points, the team with the largest score wins. The player's current and longest kill streaks are shown at the top of the screen below the score. And unfortunately, we won't be getting the planned Iron Banner next week due to an annoying bug that has been around since the launch of Lightfall. Where, after playing enough Crucible, Strikes, or Gambit, or anything with a commendation screen, all other Guardians, and sometimes you, can disappear. But don't fret, the fix is scheduled to go live on March 16th, two days after the weekly reset. So, Bungie have made the tough decision to delay Iron Banner by a week. But, good news for Trials fans, Bungie will be moving Trials of Osiris up to the next weekend instead, since the issue should be fixed before Friday morning. And with Iron Banner moving to the following week, this means that there will only be a one-week break between the first Iron Banner, which ends on March 28th, and the second Iron Banner week, which starts on the 4th of April. That is amazing. So, as a reminder, Trials of Osiris is a 3v3 PvP high-stakes variant of elimination. Only available from Friday Reset until Tuesday Weekly Reset, Trials gives every player the chance to show off their PvP skills to obtain some of Destiny's most sought-after weapons and armour. Players that compete in Trials of Osiris will have all of their games tracked through a Passage Guard, a ticket purchased from Saint-14 in the lower hangar of the tower. Winning rounds and matches in Trials will grant exclusive weapons, armour, pinnacle gear, masterwork materials and even adept gear for the most skilled players who can reach the lighthouse with a flawless ticket of 7 games won and no losses. 5 round wins will bag you that match for your passage card. By competing in Trials you do have a chance to pick up 2 pinnacle engrams from playing each week. One from 50 round wins and the other from winning 7 games. These do not have to be done all in one go but you do have to complete them before the weekly reset. There will be double XP in the Gambit playlist this week, so if you want to fast track in getting that sweet new ritual weapon, the Ecliptic Distaff Glaive, and Gambit Ornament, the Viracent Spindle, then this will be a good start. And that's it for our third week of Season of Defiance. Guardian down. So this week at Bungie then. Raid Unless day. you guys want to talk about other stuff. Raid day has been and gone. So they cover the raid in the initial opening of the trial this week. It's... I feel that they, they maybe needed to have done this last week just to say, you know, this is the stuff that you need for the raid. And But, hey, I don't work at Bungie, so I don't make the decisions. But this week, we're going to be talking about the world's first race. Raid, Perfect. details, and rewards. Uh, new quests and rewards coming in Season of the Deep. Iron Banner and Trials update, which we kind of alluded to at the beginning of the show. Prime Gaming updates. New player guide, again, because Parody went over that last week and it wasn't even in the 12th. So who knows what else is going what else Parody's going to come up with this week that's going to be in the twelve next week? Who knows? Uh, I know he's going to go over his known issues. He's psycho. No, the other word, psychic. That's the word. I heard it the first time. I love the way that Bungie have now come up with their own acronym for the raid, Ron. 
The boss's name is Ron. That's just how it is. It's, it's not the <laughs> we boss's do name. Ron, Ron, Ron. We do Tommy, Ron, Ron. We, we are Tommy the Tormentor, Carl the Cabal, and uh, Ron the Raid Boss. That's just how it is. There you go. I, I don't make the rules. It's just, it's just, you know, I just read it as I see it. So Ron is coming. Ron has been, Ron has been conquered. Root of Nightmares has gone live on March 10th at 9 a.m. PST. And it has been conquered by drumroll, please, because I don't know who it was. And Perry's going to tell me now. It was it was the heart of the paint team. Ooh, I thought I had a thing open with their names, but I do not. So give me just a minute. We'll give yeah, you it, 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 it was a team that was like people were like, oh, uh, wasn't Celtagrepo, wasn't Datto, people we'd never heard of before. It was, yeah, the Heart Heart in the Paint clan, or team Heart in the Paint, with uh, Rowan, Osiris, Puns, Kai, SK, and Grangolf were the first to rip out the Nightmares, Root, and Stem. Oh, yeah. Good job, guys. Congrats. And for those of you off... Yeah, congrats. And those of you off the continent, that's a basketball reference. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so there was a raid race. We We raid raced. Did, did did those of us who are not raid racing watch somebody else raid race and get your either dim italics and or your particle acceleration emblems for watching people on Twitch? No, I was doing not watching. See, this is one of those things that I think that they should have told people a week ago is that get ready to right. do this because <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. you do have to make some kind of plans to even watch these things as well as kind of participate. So unless you know that this is up on Twitch, because you may be watching somebody on YouTube it, and it doesn't count. You have to be watching them on Twitch. So I wish that they'd kind of let people know a week in advance that, you know, you could go and do this because when it comes to kind of shows like ours or like other destiny podcasts that kind of come out on the Thursday or the Friday, by the time that some people listen to this at the weekends or the following week, it's kind of been and gone. And I wish that they kind of tell people ahead of time. That that's my complaint, Bungie, for today. Just one little yeah, one. Yeah, I'm I'm also a little bit curious because I feel like I saw a tweet from Fallout Plays like like middle of the week, basically getting like an invite from you know Twitch Rivals, this thing where they were doing the you know emblem giveaways with the raid race, and it's like. Did you not tell these guys you were doing it until like the last second either? Or is this something they knew about and we're just waiting on info or yeah, it just, it just sort of felt like, Oh, Hey, by the way, we're doing this thing. Hope you happen. You know, hope you happen to have been there at the time. I don't know. It was interesting. I did, I did see it and I did appreciate when you did go, you know, if you were again, that had a whole list of people, I think responded when I went to your stream, it did say, Hey, you were one of the people included. So by watching you for two hours, you know, beat your head against the wall, I could earn my emblems there. <laughs> so it's just, so sort of just, you know, I, I get I don't know if it matters, like basically like whatever, like if you open the second stream, it would be like, oh, you're already, you know, you're already watching this person's stream to earn this thing. But it was nice when you went to the little, like Twitch redemption page, it, it did actually say like what percentage like you were to, to your emblem. So at least you had some idea, hey, if it was working or not, because that's always been a problem. And I think Bungie helped with this morning. Hey, if you didn't get your emblems, here are some things you can check and da da da. And it was always just sort of an opaque thing of I'm watching. I've been here for hours. Why am I not getting the things? At least they've right. This Twitch rivals thing seems to be a better way to do that. There was at least some progress you could go. Okay, I'm at eighty seven percent of my you know time watching for this emblem, and it actually showed up. Unlike the last one they did, which again I have sitting there, but still can't claim because it still says link your bungee account to your Twitch. And I'm like, I, I did. The other three emblems are, are here. Why Why is that one not here? Did it fall off a truck somewhere? <laughs> so, you know, computers, we're getting there. 
It's in North Korea. Yeah. Yep. It, it's right next and, to Respawn Raid jacket. Uh, uh, oh, I didn't tell. Okay. Yesterday, <laughs> my wife, dude, right? So my wife's like, um, oh, what are you going to do today? I'm like, today's world's first. She goes, Ugh. I'm like, hold up. No, no, no. No, come here. We got to talk about this. You steal <laughs> all of my rain jackets. And then when it comes time for me to do the activity to get the thing you want to steal, you want to give me an attitude? And she goes, wait, today's for the for the jacket? I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, you can do it then. I'm like, yeah. See, see you have to use me. words she'll understand. <laughs> you don't say, Luna, this is world's first. You have to say, this is I buy you a new jacket day. Yeah. Now you won't see the jacket for the next like six to nine months. Oh, she knows. But, but this is but this is where I earn you the jacket day. Yeah. Just just call this new jacket day and you'll be fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know that now. When but did I'm... you start noticing that she was ordering the jackets in her size, not yours? Response. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Check it out. The last one I got in my size, right? The same exact uh-huh. size as my first one, but it's two sizes too small. I'm like, huh. I looked at the tag just to make sure they didn't send me the wrong size. Nope. Mm-hmm. It is the correct size. Why doesn't it fit? I put on my other red jacket that I just Brazilian get to that. Sizes. Nope. The other one fits perfectly fine. You uh, know? The, that's a Brazilian size. So there you go. Mm, it's it pretty, it's perfect be. size. You're yeah. all set. She, she called ahead and she's like, look, I know it says it's for my husband, but what really happened is, you know, just just put put this tag on this jacket and then send it. That had I'm, to be the who, I'm the one who does the rating. He just takes these jackets from me every time, and I'm tired of it. I mean, honestly, it, it does make sense because it took what 11 months this time for me to get my jacket. So yeah, it could actually take Bungie that long to sew on a tag. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So just <laughs> you're gonna get mad at me for doing the thing I need to do. So. So important question though: Have you finished the raid and thus earned another jacket? Uh, we are on the third boss, and after the podcast today, we will be continuing. Ah, so so good you, luck you will you will be earning your your raid jacket? Yes, good luck mm-hmm. to you to you and Micah yeah, and luck. your brother and whichever other three and a um, bunch brave of of demons neighbors. Yeah. So as we record, contest mode is still on. As you're listening to this, contest mode will likely be over, and you will no longer uh, need to be at... Well, you'll still need to be at 7080 to be at the cap for all the encounters. Uh, the contest mode will be over, so you won't you won't be locked to 20 below. And uh, you can step into the raid and uh, hit your head against a, a different wall and watch all of the many, many raid guides that are now out telling you uh, how to do the things. And and it's not as bad as Parody's making it sound. This raid, the mechanics are surprisingly easy to comprehend. So I, mean, I didn't think I was making it sound bad, but I'm okay. just saying, you know, you know, having absolutely no idea what you're doing, someone's got to tell you how, and and you, you need some sort of MS Paint map to, to to tell you how to do it. I really enjoy watching the day one raid races, but also seeing people on Twitter post their version of these scribbled like call out yeah. map hand thing of <laughs> what are we calling this? How are we doing this? Yeah. The only time we needed help is, is in the third encounter because we didn't know anything about these planets, right? And um, so one of your brethren calls in their Irish buddy who just did the raid twice. And sure enough, he's like, all right, uh, I'm going to stream this and watch this. And he pulls out the MSP. <laughs> starts scribbling all these triangles with numbers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, those are those are pictures. Yep, 
Mm-hmm. I can recognize those aspects. I have no idea what he's talking about, but yes, MS Paint is is a must have in the raid. So, if you're skilled in MS Paint, you you, you just tell the raid party leader that, and you're guaranteed a spot. Uh, yeah, what go. about Photoshop? No, MS no. Paint's better. Too, oh, okay. too much time, too pretty. Need, mm-hmm. Needs to look like it was scrawled on a napkin in a diner at 3 a.m. Covering after colors. a drunken I, bender. I can now do. I can now proudly say that I can do that with my hand in a cast. So. I, I win. Well, there you go. Perfect. Again. You're all set. But new revelations and rewards to come, Respawn. This is what I was yes. telling you at the beginning of the show. So Ooh. a new year of storytelling kicked off with Lightfall and will continue throughout our seasons between now and the final shape. Well, we're just a week into Season of Defiance and we don't want to share anything of the future narrative details thus far in advance. We feel it's important to give everyone a preview of a particular quest we're bringing to Neomuna in Season of the Deep, as well as its rewards it will provide. Throughout this quest, the players will explore the city to learn about the natures of the Vale through Osiris's research and newly uncovered Ishtar Collective data. The brief pursuit will be available to all Lightfall owners and will take place separately from the events of Season of the Deep. As a reward for completing the final steps, players will gain access to three new strand aspects, one per class, to add even more depth and creativity to their builds. And we're excited to reveal their names today. So, Titans. Fletchstorm, Hunters, Threaded Spectre, and yep. Warlocks, the Wanderer. Speculate away, guys. <laughs> the Wanderer. <laughs> so, so Flechette is a pointed steel projectile with a veined tail for stable flight. So does yep. that mean I get a ranged something? It sounds um, like some, it. Some strand throwing darts, maybe? Haha, throwing knife? Or maybe you just hold them in your fist and you punch people. Yeah, that's it's yeah, it's just to be like you know, brass knuckles with strand. That's really you know, you're right. Why do I even dream? The wanderer will just give you a small child that wanders through a store for the warlocks, just like you know, knocking things over periodically. Well, it's probably going to be like their void thing that reaches out and touches you in a bad way. What's that called? The the void child, child of the old gods, gods. It's probably going to be something like that. It'll so, do you guys reach think... out and taps you on the shoulder? Something Excuse like that. Me. Will you be my daddy? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, so the a, striders. a couple uh, of other YouTubers yeah. and streamers and um, like podcasts were saying that they feel that this was stuff that hadn't been finished for Lightfall and has kind of just been put into Season of the Deep and possibly the the future seasons, and that's why they're kind of saying it now. Do you I think story for the Veil? Like, like, are we going to understand what the Veil is? Is this is this the rest of the writing they hadn't got done yet? Yes. Do you think that that's Tell the case? The veil is? Or do you think they actually did have this planned out? Because if you remember when we had Beyond Light and we were getting the aspects and fragments, and I know that the aspects were the things that we kind of got initially, and then it was the fragments that we were collecting over the seasons. Maybe they've kind of done it differently this season or this DLC. Which is, if they did do this on purpose, it's a stupid way to do it. You don't know. Why, Why is it? Why is it a stupid way to do it? Uh, because it you're making us get our class, our class over multiple seasons. No, no, like you said, hold on. Getting getting a fragment, a fragment is a little thing that you add on to your subclass, right? Yeah. But but the 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 what you would call it isn't little. It's it's a big part of your subclass. It determines how many slots you have. It determines what extra abilities you have. It's it's a big thing for us to wait a whole another season to get. You know what I mean? That's. But no, bro. Correct no. me if I'm wrong, but with Lightfall, we only had two aspects for the 
stasis and then we had, we... Three. We had two at first we yeah, had third then... later that season no i think we got another one later on <laughs> Because I don't, no. I don't remember like the warlocks with their bleak watchers with the the shooting turret things came a lot later than that first year. I think it was the second year. I think it was uh, Witch Queen that we kind of got it. I could be wrong, completely wrong, but it, I remember that we did get those aspects later on. We got one per class, and it was for doing something else, and it wasn't anything to do with Beyond Light. Ooh. They added something later, yeah, and I'm I'm trying to look it up and remember but i feel like they did add yeah doesn't you will add two more stasis aspects and fragments in year four so yeah they definitely did add things after the fact to stasis yeah, yeah. and i didn't like it then either and he doesn't like it now and you're getting yeah, them sooner I'm, you're getting them in the next season yeah i'm i'm wildly curious if this is one of those there's a lot to stasis we have to try to you know or there's a lot to strand we try to balance it and test it and do this Maybe if we just pull these back, it's less for us to, to have to test and break, or maybe these weren't quite ready, or they just want to say, let's give you something else in this, you know, middle expansion thing where let's actually, you know, let you play with this, let the sandbox settle down, see how it is, and then bring these out later on. I'm, nope. I'm, I'm very... Bring, uh, bring yeah. the chaos! <laughs> no, don't bring, bring the chaos. sandbox, bring the chaos. Because then it all gets turned off because it's broken. I, I I much rather have less that works than more that doesn't work. Because uh, if you give it to me, I mean, you as a hunter should understand this most. Here's your new exotic. You can't use it for half a year because it's super broken. Uh, give me a thing that works and let me use it versus going, here's a new thing. Oh, just kidding. Taking it away from you. Well, one of the things that we really appreciate about what they're doing is maintaining a balance, right? And that is just like, there's so many variables. All of these classes, all of these weapons, all of these subclasses are just insane. So it's got to take time, right? I mean, this is a brand new... I mean, it is... Would you consider this to be the most powerful subclass right now? Uh, no, actually, I wouldn't. Only you because... Would you. Only, no, only because it there's no healing in the kit at all. Now, is it is, is it is it offensively good for the most part? Yeah. You can string up a bunch of people so they can't hurt you while you kill them. Sure. Yeah. And you can pick up orbs that you make and throw them at other people. Yeah. Physically, offensively, it's very strong. But there's no defensive stuff. Yeah, you can get the strand body armor, which does not protect your head. Right? And even then, that depletes uh, a lot easier than an overshield, it feels like. Right? It feels like my void overshields protect me a lot better than these strand ones do. Right? And there's no healing in the kit at all. It's not take a rocket surgeon to spring these guys up and then turn them into orbs and then use those orbs to give yourself healing. It's not, it's what, not like a what part of the freebie. orbs give you healing. So there are two things you can put on your legs. One will give you an immediate shot of healing and one will start you in a regiment of healing. And you put those both on every time you pick up multiple orbs, then you're, Healing yourself oh, constantly. Are you and talking so about orbs of so power? You you mean? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All, all, all the inner, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Recuperation, innervation, inner. Yeah. All, Better all, already. All, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a number of like you pick up an orb and it does something for you. Yeah. There's healing yeah. and stuff there. And you can generate tons of orbs with impunity because everybody around you is strung up. And so throw on it, throw on your siphon mods and you're just making orbs. Like I said, melee orb, grenade orb. Look in the other not, direction. Not or... in the end game. It's really strong. Not in end game because 
in Endgame, even though you're still hitting AoE and you're hitting AoE strong, there's a lot more health these guys have. So you might spend most of your time, even if they're stringed up, focusing on the one guy, right, to kill him. And then by the time he's down, now you got to string everybody else up and focus the next guy. Because they're, they're, they're bullet... Cabal in the raid are bullet sponges, right? They take a ton of damage before you kill them. So maybe maybe in the normal game, yeah, okay, sure. I, I agree. You can get a bunch of orbs, right? But in-game, unless there's a bunch of low-health adds and you melee all of them to get that AoE damage and pick up those orbs, not a lot of orbs, man. Then you just bring a warlock with you. Introduce... You, I'd like to introduce you to Pan and Night Demon and Blue Screen. We're the guys that haven't been into a raid in a year. <laughs> so okay. this is this is Yo, the world we live in. Uh, <laughs> this is the world we live in. It's working really well. Um, and I just think that like, did anybody rock uh, Vex Caliber on your raid team? The uh, new I did for a bit. Yeah. I mean that thing is bonkers it is bonkers especially on a void subclass especially in the hands of a void hunter it's nuts it's nuts yeah we gotta we gotta link up and see what my warlock does with it yeah it's crazy it's like and also when i say my warlock i'm saying the duplicate of plunder the booty (laughs) (laughs) it's understood at this point that man is is plunder the booty hasn't made this build yet but like with my hunter build i have Constant Devour, Constant Overshield, Constant uh, uh, Volatile Rounds. Yeah, Volatile Rounds. So I got all those things, all the, all three of those things going all at once. And then if I pick up orbs and whatnot as a bonus, I heal. But just, just having that Overshield with Devour constantly up makes you so powerful on a Hunter. You know what I'm saying? And what do I have to do to activate it? Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Right? So it's no, it's it's incredibly good. Right? And people are like, but it just it hits the same damage as, as the legendary glaive. And it's like because you're not thinking about it in the way you should, right? You're thinking about it like the heavy glaive. The heavy glaive does nutty damage. Yes. But the Vex Caliber isn't designed to hit hard. It does hit hard, right? Once you get that overshoot, you get a damage buff, and it hits harder than most other glaives without a damage buff right but it also gives you an overshield it's protecting you it also gives your teammates overshields it's protecting them this is a support glaive that also happens to do not nutty but at the very least respectable damage you know so uh my my warlock brothers and sisters out there put on your necrotic grips go over to under the booty website and <laughs> it is insane it is because insane. you get your shield and then you're spreading poison and then they're tethering themselves <laughs> in the air it's, it's bonkers yeah i came it with is, i came up with that bill so two years not two years ago but uh at the very least a year ago because i paired a legendary glaive with the poison submachine gun and those gloves if you don't know well, you do know because I've told you before. I but when you get kills with the glaive, the poison kills adds around, and by the time you pull out that submachine gun, you've already got a hundred and eight round magazine. You know, the whole oh, no. kit synergizes with each other. What do you mean not enough? A hundred eight rounds that that will continuously yeah. reload itself. Yeah. That no, is your no. dream. I'm never reloading, Cody. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> I need more. 
the glaive you, the glaive satisfies your punchy punchy titan needs right and then when you pull out the submachine gun it, re it it feels you never have to reload needs missy stabby stabby is different from punchy punchy though it's a different need okay fair enough but yeah anyway but yeah that that's that's very good too i like that do you get devour yeah, if you use well, your voice yeah, subclass, you get Devour, we, yeah. We were the original Devour class, the right. Warlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the original one. And the, the good thing about what you're talking about and what I'm talking about is that combo is not limited to any Warlock subclass. You want to rock a Solar Warlock? You can use this build. You want to rock a Void Warlock? You can use this build. You want to do a Stasis Warlock? You can use this build. You know, it is not subclass specific, and it's... It's just as deadly no matter who you use it on. I don't want to re uh, derail the podcast or anything, and but right. what I mean, what about this? The way that they're doing the mods now and the the class item, I mm. love it. Or not the class item, but the seasonal item. It's the artifact. It's great how that so applies. Good. Yeah, it is so good. It's uh, the, rich. Not having uh, to check if I have the right anti-champion mods mm -hmm. on my arms every time I go in and do an activity mm -hmm. is lovely. I can just swap, swap to the weapon and be done. It's glorious. It's wonderful. And it allows for these synergies like you're talking about, Respawn, where anybody can have Devour. That's kind of cool. Anyways. Devour? I like it. Well, I was conflating the, the item with the the different um yeah i i i get what you mean words. yeah but yeah I'm missing the word the poison the poison is what is what makes it really fragments. strong yeah 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 no matter no, even in even in late game activities that poison just because it's a percentage of health it's not an amount of health right so even in late game activities it's incredibly strong because it's taking a percentage of these bullet sponges health and they melt with this poison build and the fact that Warlocks are the only class that can do it makes me insanely jealous. So these new aspects that we'll be getting for Strand are planned to be earned, you, you know, by completing the quest rather than just like having an additional meditation. And the quest will also remain available in Neomona in perpetuality for all Lightful owners. So you won't miss out on the chance to pick it up even after Year 6 comes and goes. So if you buy it on on the cheap in the, like a couple of years time it'll still be there available for you to pick up these extra aspects which is pretty cool and then lifeful owners will also get their hands on a new legendary weapon upon completing the quest and here is a closer look at some mm. of the concept art it's a hand cannon if mm -hmm. you like hand cannons it looks, it looks like the not forgotten or what was the other well, one the big old silence on it Luna's Howl, yeah, that's the one. It's so, another yeah. hand cannon. I can't tell you how excited I am. I can guess. <laughs> no, really, he can't. No, I, I really can't. It's just not possible. And then, next, we have some Iron Banner date changes. So, hey, Here's Guardians. Normally, Bungie tell us all about Iron Banner. And I've got the feeling that we're going to be sticking with Iron Banner Fortress, isn't it, that we're on at the moment? I think that's the one with the cabal drop mods. We nerfed your bubbles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one. Because they haven't said that there's a new game mode coming to Iron Banner this season. Although they said like way back when that Iron Banner would be getting new game modes. But this 
I think we're going to be sticking with Iron Banner Fortress anyway for this this season anyway. So normally they tell us about it for the upcoming week next week and, and I'd be getting all excited. You know, we've got another Iron Banner coming up and we know that we've got three in the works this season and I'm really excited about that. But there's a bug in the system that is making people disappear whilst playing <laughs> like Gambit or Strikes or even Crucible. No. So to combat this, there's going to be a fix on March 16th, two days after the start of Iron Banner. But they don't want the premier Iron Banner to start off two days of Invisible Guardians. So they're going to just delay it for a week. And that we means a couple of trials instead. We are going to have invisible. No, we're not going to have invisible trials. To other size. You actually aren't going to have invisible trials. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Miles of Cyrus will be up next weekend instead, since the issue should, in quotation marks, be fixed before Friday morning. Sorry, what was that? What was that word? Should. Will okay, what was that? Should. Should. Will, will, will without a doubt. Not... Yes. Yeah, so sure. take this with a grain of salt that Trials of Osiris may also be delayed by two weeks because if they've already pushed back Iron Banner and the issue isn't resolved, we may have Trials pushed back another week. But I'm betting heavily that with the date rotations of the XP doubles that we get, next week is going to be Gambit. We've just had a Crucible one last this week that we're currently in. So it's either going to be Vanguard or Trials. Those are the only two that are left. And you wouldn't put a Trials double XP weekend the same weekend that you've got Iron Banner. So I'm guessing that it's going to be the first weekend of Trials and a double XP weekend of Trials for the opening weekend, which is quite nice. Oh, so, sir, they absolutely would do that. They would, yeah. <laughs> but this also means that there'll be one week break between the first Iron Banner, which ends on the 28th of March, and the second Iron Banner, which starts on the 4th of April. So as a recap, Trials of Osiris will now start on March 17th, previously March 24th, and Iron Banner will now start on March 21st, previously the 14th. And we've got to all stay tuned for more news about Trials of Osiris and Iron Banner in next week's club. There you go. Sure. If you say so. I, I, I say so because I am the Iron Banner... I don't know. Something. I really want champion. To I'm the Iron Banner champion. I champion Iron Banner all the time. Mm-hmm. It is, your I can tell you, it is your iron iron burden to bear. It is. I can tell you, though, we do have some Prime Gaming Rewards. There's an update to them. So some of you mm. may have noticed that our Prime Gaming Rewards are updated, and we're super stoked to share that with you. So there's nothing changed, is there? It's just... Uh, yeah, they, they, they've ta- you've had to pick up all of the ones in the past. Oh, okay. And Amanda Holiday is no longer holding on to any of them for you. That's so because that's the big she's update. missing... They, they they go to Rahul now instead of Amanda Holiday. There's your update. Wow. See, that's what I said to you. Didn't didn't I? I predicted this that she would go missing, and she's gone missing at the start of this new season. And I, I haven't got to the point of finding her yet if she's findable. So that's why the Prime Game rewards had to be taken away from her and put to Rahul. And he's still got some of the weapons. I'm quite stoked about that. Anyway, this is what you can get for this round. You can get the popcorn eating emote, which is pretty cool. Uh, the Barebones SL-19 Sparrow, the Andromeda Gleaming Ship, the Defiant Projection, projection, and the Falling Star Emblem. Oh, they actually put the emblem in this time. There you go, you get all those wonderful things. So all you have to do is link your Bungie.net account to your Amazon Prime if you do have Amazon Prime. If your parents have Amazon Prime, ask them if they could work it out or you could work it out for them. And um, yeah, you get some free stuff in the game. Exotic stuff. 
And there's a lovely little link if you're going, how do I do any of that? Right below the pretty picture, there's a still not sure how to get set up, click the link and it will tell you step by step exactly how to do that. And then since you have Prime Gaming, you should run, not walk, run over to twitch.tv to your favorite streamer. Maybe no one responds in real life. You know, I'm not going to tell you who. And you should tan them. You're, you're free, free Prime Gaming sub that you get every single month. You can just sub somebody for free every single month. So if you're going, listen, I really enjoy watching you, but I really hate seeing the stupid ads. Let me sub to you for, for the month. Then I can, you know, be a fancy boy and watch your stream and I'll have to watch the ads all for free. You know, if you have Amazon Prime, which is not free, but, you know, it, it, it's free to you. It's a free perk granted to you by Amazon Prime. There you go. And something Parody did tell everybody about last week, but if you missed it, Bungie are going to tell you about it this week. There is a new player guide available on the Bungie.net website. And, um, yeah, it's got some useful information uh, for new and returning players. So whether you're a returning player or a brand new one, or even veterans that just want to update themselves on a ton of information. It's a really cool look at the insight into the game. So nice. that's where I've got to go to find out what I'm doing wrong in not understanding where all these quests have come from and what I need to be doing, I think. So we will also link that in our show notes. And that's where Spawn's brother should go to figure out what in, what in the world are all these things. And it might tell him, maybe. Yeah. But Parody, um, mm-hmm. what's happening with your player support report this week? Well, just strand by me and I got you. Because there were a number, a number of things disabled for the raid. So if you're like, I'm going to walk into the raid, and I'm going to use my Grand Overture exotic machine gun, my Fighting Lion exotic grenade launcher, my Winter Bite exotic glaive, my Yotun exotic fusion rifle, or my Hierarchy of Needs exotic bow. No, you aren't. What's wrong with that? If you're thinking, I'm going to use the Sight and Ramparts, Titan's exotic gauntlets, the Thread of Aspects Strand Fragment, which is also across the entire game currently disabled, or the Empowered Finisher mod, no, you're not. Um, I don't know what's wrong with all these various things because I honestly have not looked at Twitter this week. I did see something about the fighting lion. Someone in our Discord was saying it was doing like nutty amounts of damage or super big explosions or something wild. I don't know what the bow's up to. The bow's up to suspicious bow things. Um, but yeah, those things are all disabled in the raid and the threat of aspect strand fragment is disabled across the entire game right now. So it's also doing naughty things. What is what is threat of aspect? One of you who are in the game right now, which which is that one? Or I'm sorry, threat threat of ascent. Oh, I'm looking. Okay, yeah, the threat of ascent strand fragment. That's the word. I can work good. Uh, It is activating your grenade ability, reloader, equipped weapon, and grants bonus airborne effectiveness and handling for a short duration. Adds tandem mobility. So they want to that slow you down. You're going a little bit too quickly. So, yeah, no, no more running quickly for you guys. Uh, if you're a little confused true. about the character boost versus the campaign boost with the release of Lightfall, they they also released two separate boosts: the character boost and the campaign boost. And these were confusing, so we're going to try to deconfuse them for you. The Lightfall character boost that appears when you hit the soft cap, which is 1750 without your artifact, with one character and have not completed Lightfall, the campaign. The boost will provide the selected character a set of high power level gear. The boost does not skip the campaign. Now, if you're looking to say skip the campaign, may I recommend to you the Lightfall campaign skip boost, which as the name may imply, will in fact allow you to complete the Lightfall campaign and skip it. You can skip the Lightfall campaign for your selected character and unlock Strand for that character. 
This all this only includes a set of high-powered gear if your main character has also hit the soft cap. So you could also buy both of those boosts if you want to give Bungie all the money and um, boost all the things. And so now do for they our show favorite... up at different times? Is that what they're saying? Is that the lightful character boost will show up when your first player hits the soft cap? But it, once you've completed the campaign, the other boost will then show up. Probably. That's okay. what I'm guessing. My other <laughs> two characters are both showing a boost, and I don't know what they yeah, are. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Because the hunters at 1400 and the warlocks at, you know, like 1760 or something. So I don't really know. But yeah, I, I think it's basically, kind of, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it, it's, if you kind of move have you done over, this or have you not? To it, it will say this is the lightful character boost or this is the lightful campaign skip boost. It will define what kind of boost it is. Yeah, so so before you spend your hard-earned money, um, make sure you know which boost you're buying and what it'll actually do for you. You know, Night Demon, th this is my favorite time of the year. Oh. Because beginning on March 12th, in the United States of Destiny, the daily and weekly reset time will be updated to 10 a.m. PDT, or 1700 UTC, Yay. which is UTC negative 7. So we get to be a little bit closer. Just... And now we have not just the known issues, we have the top known issues Top. we have we have looked at all the known issues we have ranked them we have ordered them and we have brought you just the best bespoke small batch top <laughs> issues of the game this week so there's more and and bungie puts right at the top here's the here's the known issues list that's that's the bigger list but our top our top known issues the best the best is the radiant status effect does not buff your strand weapons your volatile round from the uh the Deer Falcon does not give you anti-barrier to void weapons. There you go, respawn. Doesn't work. Your mind spun invocation suspend burst uh, is not stunning the unstoppable champions. They are still stoppable. The veteran players do not receive the correct amount of lore books when they rank up for the first time. Countdown and its variants are not added to the weekly crucible challenge. Your reservoir burst explosions with these subsistence can sometimes fail to activate on kill. Your, your depth trials hand cannon, which I'll just stop reading now. Your Adept Trials hand cannon is getting one less round of the magazine than the non-adept version. See, you gotta get good, Scrub. Less bullets, you gotta get it, gotta get it done. The grav lift on Neomuna is tied to frame rate, causing players with higher frame rates to die upon landing. Oh. <laughs> I'll say that again. Your graphics now. Uh, if you have a good graphics card, you hit the ground hard. Oh, I yeah. see, I see. So, it's so, not just so that, you also get time powder too. Last so night of the raid, I was telling everybody to, to lower your frame rate, and they didn't believe me. And they were getting one shot. And I'm like, "Damn it, I'm gonna try this frame rate thing." And they're like, "Oh, it works." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> I'm just telling you that to troll you. It's something I wish I had in real life. The mark all the scene button in collections, it, it's no longer functioning. It's no longer marking all the scene. <laughs> your 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 dimensional your dimensional hippo grenade launcher uh, can have a range masterwork. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your non lifefall quests show up <laughs> under the lifefall. Quest category. Hey, Bungie, maybe that's why we can't figure out what we're supposed to do because you're telling us things are wrong. <laughs> Hunters that die and have strand reapplied will lose their first strand aspect. That'll teach you. Your Hunter wow. Gauntlets, your Thunder what is, Hold first. on, what does that even mean? Uh, Legitimately, lose, if they die and they have strand applied? What? You, you, you lose your first strand aspect. You, you don't get it anymore. It's gone. Your Hunter Gauntlets, the Thunderhead Grips, is also missing an ornament for all armor synthesis. Certain heavy, certain heavy weapon archetypes are not benefiting from equipping a third reserve mod. Uh, players are no longer able to unequip the Unbroken title. 
So if you're unbroken, you're going to be unbroken forever because that's you broken. Stay unbroken. You know that, that you're broken. Yeah. Your restoration reverts to a lower timer when reapplying the original source of the buff. The UI behavior on the commendation screen is causing players to unintentionally skip to the end of the season's first minutes, minute. Blah, blah, blah. Unintentionally skip to the end of the season's first mission cinematic. Weapons can mark targets through Titan barricades. Your grand overture catalyst is disorienting enemies on explosive slash timed payload. Your threat of generation stops functioning on hunters for grenades that aren't grapple after using their super. Your unpowered melee can produce fast melee combos in quick succession. Yep. Players experience a black screen when previewing armor bundles on the PS5. But you have Discord now, so win some, lose some. Equipping a large amount of decaying armor charge mods to deactivate the timer on tier 4 and 5. Equipping a large amount of decaying armor charge mods starts to deactivate tier 4 and 5 artifact mods from the player. So you had mods and now you don't have mods. If you have a large number of uh, armor charge mods, good times. So you think you're beefy and you're, you're not. Some players are on Steam are unable to progress past the class icon loading spinner on launch. Please send us your DX Diag on help forum. If, if you can't get into the game, go look at the help forum and run this tool and they'll try to help you out. And then finally, commendations are grayed out as already given in some activities. And those are our top, topest, knownest issues of Lightfall so far. Let's go! Oh, oh there's so many, so many issues. And there are um, videos as well. In mm-hmm. It's nice to see that Frostbolt has got another emblem of the week, the movie of the week. Um, somebody Very new. Yeah. There's some lunchtime comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Iron, yeah, can fly. Yeah, another person that's a, a regular YouTuber. There you go. So you too don't have to be a YouTuber to submit to the movies of the week or the art of the week. So... Yeah. The Thrillodrome artwork I really like. Just the the Guardian standing around the the video arcade machine. Just it, it gives me all the all the lovely eighties neon vibes. It's wonderful. Did you guys do the storyline where you get to do the the Mario Kart race on the Sparrows? No, it's not a storyline. It's something else, and I can't. I heard somebody else talk about it on the Last Word podcast, and I can't remember what it is. It, yeah, no, I haven't done that it's yet. Strike that's part that you go to during the story. Yeah, it's oh, you have yeah. to do the oh, strike in the story. No, no, oh, somebody yeah, yeah. said it's like Rainbow Road. Like, yeah, that no, was Mike that said that. I know, I know you said that last week, but somebody else on the other podcast said it's like Rainbow Road with all the boosts and things. I'm like, yeah, I have not with played no barriers. <laughs> I have not played that. I've played the, really? the thing in the strike where you kind of sparrow down the thing. Yeah. But nothing resembling what I would consider Rainbow Road. Yeah, I'm not sure those people have played Rainbow Road if they're calling that Rainbow Road. No, I think there's something else. Uh, the, the respawn has oh. actually experienced that we haven't experienced. And Mario it's something Kart? like one of the time trials or something else that's popped up on Neomuna. And until I get there, I can't officially say that that's it. Yeah. Are we talking about the. Are we talking about the the room where you have to go through, go through the barrier and then race your way to the end, or is there an additional Mario Kart thing in the game? There, there's only one as far as I'm aware, and you're on a track with boosts, and there's a guy, and, and at the end there's a bomb you have to defuse, otherwise you wipe. So it's a race to get yeah, to the bomb to defuse the, the bomb. Yeah, yeah. where where is this activity? Because I have not played this. I played really? the one. I played the strike, 
that you race through the door at the end and just have to get to the end past all the taken blobs and everything. But nothing where I had to defuse something at the end. No, no. See, this no. is what I'm talking about. Fine. There is something completely different that we yeah. haven't played yet. Me and Micah did it. Micah was handling the ads while I was doing the racing. Really? I haven't done that? Where, where might I find this? Is it on Neo Muna? Do you well, have any idea what this activity sector. is? Yeah, it's on Neo Luna and it's it's a lost sector, yeah. Oh it's a lost oh, sector. Oh a strike, a strike. It might be a strike. Well I've done I've done the, the hypernet current the, the only strike on Neo Muna as far as I'm aware. Have you have uh, you gone into the lost the sector, into the arcade and then reset sucked into the game? No, no, when you get sucked into the game it's something different. Never mind. That's got the big hydra at the end. Never mind. Different one. Uh, but yeah, no, there is. Oh god, I can't remember now. Now you got okay. me second guessing myself. You guys okay. suck. So maybe somewhere <laughs> there. Well, no, that's what we're we're confused too. Going, if there's a thing, I'd like to experience it, but I I don't know where it is. So yeah, yeah. So <sighs> there may or may not be a thing in the game where you can Mario okay. Kart race. It, it's hard to say. Maybe maybe we'll figure it out one day. Oh, uh, but that's yeah. that's the end of our lovely twelve. And while I didn't put a respawn, uh, uh, I don't know, a roundup for this week, I did happen to notice. You know, we think the. You know, Bungie, Bungie thinks the world's first team, and uh, apparently Twitch, or Destiny 2, has set a new Twitch record with a peak of 523,610 concurrent viewers watching the world's first race, beating the previous record from May 2017. So... That's um, a Destiny record, not a not a Twitch record, right? Uh, it, says, it says a Twitch record. It says Destiny has set a new oh Twitch goodness. record. For over half a million people watching, you know, every, you know, not obviously not just one person, but you know, everybody streaming the world's first raid race, ha- over half a million people, five hundred twenty-three thousand people watching the Root of Nightmare raid race. So um, there, there are some people watching the game. I, I know some screenshots. There was Destiny Two was sitting above the just chatting category on Twitch for a while, which you know was sitting at like five hundred thousand people. So you know, there, there are a couple people interested in the game. So good times. Yeah. And then everything else is people talking about the raid. So the raid is out. There's your there's your roundup. <laughs> I uh, I put a link in the chat. It's called Partition Hard Reset. There you go. That's the mission. Yeah. Okay, that's the thing that they keep saying. I need to I need to do Nemesis Weekly Mission Four and get a shell yeah. code that's or something. What it is. That's why you guys ain't done it yet. Okay. Yes. Hey. Yeah. That's yes. that's the thing where it's like you need the shell code. I'm like, where do I get a shell code? I'd I'd love to do that if I could get the Code yeah, to make this happen. Following so, the quest lines and ah, uh, okay, so that's why unlock. Yeah, I'm I'm at that point as well. Yeah. So uh, something I just okay. want to have a quick chat with you guys about these commendations, and I know I think they briefly talked about it on the last word or the uh, Destiny Community podcast. Is that I was all up for these commendations and you know ranking up my guardian to show other guardians that I'm you know I've played the game X amount of years and I can do this, do that. What I'm upset about, and this is kind of purely based on based on the way that based on the way that Bungie are kind of working it, and they've well, yeah, basically based on the way that they're working it, is that at the end of this season, so in ten weeks' time, no matter what rank that I reach, I will be reset to rank six, and that is Mm -hmm. across the board for everybody. So what is the point of getting commendations to show other guardians that I am a high ranking level What's guardian? What's the point of getting a title? Because you I can. I think that 
so there are people out there that aren't six like we are because we've been at the game for a while. So you're going to drop back to six. And everything past six is an indication of your performance in the current content. So one to six is your experience as a veteran. Yes. And then seven to 12 will be what you've accomplished in the season. I think it's kind of elegant, really. It doesn't make me mad. It gives you another bar to fill. It gives you more challenges to do. It gives you another, you know, if you're motivated by, you know, I want to make the numbers go up. I want to make the bar go left to right. It gives you another thing to chase. It like, gives you something know, else to it? go. Here, here's, here's what I can do. I mean, and I mean, I mean, I'm very much the same way. I'm going. Oh, you give me challenges to do. I'll go do those challenges. You, you give me a thing I can check off on a box. It makes me very happy. I can check the box and say, oh, I did the thing. No, but I yeah, like it's... that. I do like that. But what I'm saying is that I their stated goal and the the reality of it is at odds. Yeah, because literally everybody that I'm seeing in game can get to six. Even new light players can eventually get to six. So it doesn't show you in game that we are veteran players you know we've been there throughout the you know from day one of uh, even destiny one there's no recognition to say that this character you have taken from destiny one into destiny two is now in this game you've played it you've continued with this game you stuck by us you are this specific rank right so we're a tier above the new lights that can get to six there's also no recognition to say that you kind of can keep climbing to a point and i understand that you know certain things maybe need to be reset so maybe when you got to rank 10 or 11 of continually doing things for your guardians and making them legend as bungie like to say that you know create your own legend that each season maybe the season content takes you from 11 to 12 but then after that season you're then reset i don't understand that I think that there should have been some kind of climb to get to show, you know, other guardians where you are at. There doesn't seem to be any reason for me to progress my guardian from six to whatever I can be now, just to only have it reset. Apart from that, I'm a YouTuber or I'm a streamer and I play the game continuously. I'm making content. So I'm in the, in this world 24 seven and I've put all these hours into it and I can get to level like 12, 14, whatever it is. And then at the end of the season, I'm reset and then it's, it's back again. That's the only thing that I can see that these commendation things are, you know, any relevance to. It's not relevant to actual Guardians as we are because it, we could just be six forever and it doesn't mean a damn thing. Well, the, the, if, if they do this, and I, I think they will, and that'll aggravate me, is, is I've unlocked the extra four slots for my character for build crafting. Um, if they reset me, do I lose those four slots? And if I have builds from those slots, do they get perma deleted? Yeah, there's something else that they need to answer. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, th I think it's you know their first crack at something like this. You know, I mean, they're obviously playing with a lot of these systems and going, how do we, how do we, how do we sort of say this is someone who's playing, you know, played this game for a while versus here's someone who picked it up next, you know, last week. And just right. how do we how do we show that? How do we give you some idea of, oh, I'm going to walk into a to a strike with someone who's going to speed run it and blow through it, or have no idea what these mechanics are or, or know what they're doing? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's you 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 know you've got a game where that's been going on functionally since 2014, in in you know we, we've a lot of us have been here since then, just trying to figure out how do you, what does that mean? You know, wh what feels good to the player who have been here since day one versus 
you know, just showing some of that. I almost just wonder sort of like, what's, what's the point? I mean, other than giving yeah. us something else to chase, it's like, does it really matter? I mean, I mean, I mean, whether it's, you know, I saw you, you were at, you know, 500 rank on your season pass. Okay. You play the game a lot. That doesn't really tell me if you're good at the thing we're doing right now, it'll tell me, you know, higher than normal odds. Oh, you're probably going to race through this strike because you've done it a trillion times and I can sit back and just watch you speed run it. But it doesn't really tell me what kind of player you are. And again, the accommodations yeah, aren't really there either. I, I appreciate appreciate them thinking in that direction. But I think like everything else, it's going to take some iterations to figure out what works and what's actually useful. Yeah. And they're, they're not good anyway because like, like once one guy picks one, you can only pick the other one, <laughs> you know? So let's say yeah, this guy brought odd. me joy, but I don't think that he's a leader, right? Well, if that guy picks the joy one, then either A, I shaft him, or B, I say he's a good leader when he's not, you know? So, well, yeah, it's, it's very not flawed. time to even evaluate their performance. Fair. Right, the way they've got it set up. That's, a, that's kind of a problem that's with it now. But I think the two things are all meant to create a way to recognize folks that can be helpful to you. Instead of having guardians there, what they need to do is they need to have like like the stats, right? How many revives, how many kills, how many orbs, it's, how many the stats are there if you damage. The right bumper. Right. Some the stats right bumper, are there. Some there, stats are there, correct. Nobody has nobody has time to look at it. You can, you're just right. barely able to squeeze right. out. But what I'm saying is instead of having the guardians, right? Have the stats there, and then have an arrow next to that guardian's name, and then you can click the arrow, and based on his stats, because now you have info readily available that you don't have to click to, right? Say, okay, this guy, oh, wow, he made a lot of orbs. Boom, helpful. This guy, oh, I remember him. He res me. Boom, you know, whatever, right? So by having all the stats at readily available so you can see without having to swap pages, it'll be easier to give somebody a classification without having to go back and forth. And Ooh. then more time, too, so. Well, what yeah, they could yeah. do is what they do with, I, I believe it's Overwatch, watching my kids play Overwatch, is that you'll have that end screen with the characters and it'll give that character's top performing thing. So if you've generated the most orbs, it will mm. say generated the most orbs or revived the most players or did the most damage. It would just oh, tell you that nice. one stat. So give you a kind of brief overview of that person to say, oh, that was that person. That was that person. That Monster that. Hunter does that too. Everybody does go. except Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, like, yeah and, like, give me a useful end of game screen. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's nice to see, you know, it's nice to see the guardian because sometimes I'm like, oh, you were the one who was all black or oh, you were the guy wearing the the bright blue helmet, you know, as a way to sort of remember people. But yeah, it's like, OK, sure. Other I than that, other that, yeah. you know, it, it was like, well, I was like, well, I appreciate sort of seeing the people. I think it would be a lot more useful. Yeah. To have some actual useful information. Half the time I try to switch over, like if I'm playing just like a crucible match, like hopped into mayhem. Let me just see like who the top three players were. And go. Let's give you common, or conversely, let me see who the bottom three players were. Let me give you guys combinations. Just say, yo, who cares? It's you know, I had fun. You had fun. Here's a, you here's stuck it in there, buddy. Or you stuck. Yeah, you stuck. That doesn't sound right. Uh, you stuck with it. There you go. <laughs> and the other point that you made with the, the two different cards, they need more cards. They need more cards to say different things. But you can. They only do, pick but those are in different two... activities, which is no, stupid. But you can only pick two of the cards. So if you don't think that person is a good leader, but they were also more fun, you have a chance to pick that card again, maybe, or a different card to say that they did something else that was useful. So just give more options. But again, it's like you were saying, 
you can see from that person's number how good they are at certain activities. But if it's the beginning of a new season and everybody's reset to rank six, then how are you going to be able to know what this person is good at unless they've kind of put 24 or seven into that first week and they've gone completely over the top and gone, right, I'm good at this. You're not going to know. And for average players going through the game or veteran players that have been there since day one, there is no recognition to say, right, you are a tier seven. New lights can get to tier six and they can possibly get to like X amount. And then once you've played the game so many years, you are then classed as a veteran so that they can then step up into the next bracket. But there's no kind of recognition or, um, yeah, there's no recognition of those players that have been there since day one that can progress and keep those ranks up until a certain point before it's something we we used to say at work um you can have 10 years of experience you can have one year of experience 10 times so i think <laughs> the actual just being there is is not as measurable a metric as what they're trying to do night demon tell us all the videos we should be watching to figure out how to play this game even better okay I know I've just had a rant about the commendations, but if you want to farm the commendations, <laughs> why you should farm commendations, Astacross has got a video for you and me and everybody on why we should do it and how to do it. So there's a good guide out there that he's only just put out. So go and check that one out. Then we have some raid videos. If you don't want to be spoiled, don't watch them. But Fallout Plays has put a full day one raid guide together i mean he does say in the opening you know this is the day one raid with contest mode so you guys if you try after the contest mode after the 48 hours should find it a little bit easier to kind of do it because i think they found this one easier than some of the other day one raids so that gives us hope us mortal um, beings that don't do normal raids that we might have a chance so fallout plays has got his guide on that from that we have the raid auto rifle is perfect from Eror who's done some testing on it. It's called Rufus's Fury. So if you want to have a look at that one, that one's a, a good one to look at. Um, did you know there are 39 OPGs, OPG repeaters in Neomuna? I did not. I did not, not. I had no idea what these things were. But thanks to 360 Gaming TV, I know where all 39 locations of these things are on Neomuna to collect Triumph and, and stuff. So you too could also find these things and get a triumph and get a completion on this by watching their video. With the raid dropping, we do have a new raid exotic that Respawn was talking about, which was the shotgun. Now it's called Conditional Finality. And Iroh also has another video on the damage testing of that. But Azzacross has a video going over why you would like to get this weapon and does some testing in PvP and PvE. And it is very unique. It's got It's a double-barreled shotgun. One side shoots stasis and the other side shoots solar. So the first shot is always stasis and the second shot is always solar. But it does some very unique things and it works synergistically with your subclass. So if you're rocking solar, it will work with some of the aspects and fragments with that. And if you're rocking stasis, it will work with some of the aspects and fragments with that. So go and check out those two videos. Very interesting. Uh, As across this one is called Fire and Ice, by the way. Uh, all the action figures for week two. Now, Kimber Prime didn't put out a video this week, so I've had to go to my second best location, which is Esoteric, has done the video for that. Uh, because this week, I do believe there is a triumph for 
or a challenge to do pick up four of the action figures so if you did last week's video and you do this week's video you should have all four that's why uh, there, there even were action figures to collect us all the weekly challenge to go collect four of them yeah <laughs> they're not toys no they're not oh <laughs> did you know the irritative loop fusion rifle is a menace because true vanguard says it is so it must I guarantee be. you i didn't it's a rapid fire frame I had no idea pulse rifle but it's fantastic it's one that he kind of he was getting burned like by this one player in pvp and he was like i've got to look at this and see what this guy has actually kind of got on his uh, fusion rifle and it's a craftable one for this season so he's got a good uh, guide on that and what roles that you should be looking out for and i'll put that in the show notes then cool guy has got a mod that is definitely legit broken um i can't remember what the name of the mod is but he goes into detail it's the one on your artifact it's it works with strand and it's got the punching uh, symbol in it with like strand around the outside and what it is doing is it's working with the necrotic grips on a warlock and if you shoot those balls that you kind of can create through stasis uh with a stasis primary or a stasis weapon it creates an explosion and he shows you in pvp uh, the, this one shot is kind of there's this ball that he's kind of behind uh, the enemy guardians he shoots it it explodes and it does a chain reaction and it killed like three guardians and it was like i need this and i need that weapon i don't know where i'm going to get all of these things from but i need to go and finish the campaign on my warlock to go and get all of this synergy so this is definitely something i'm going to be looking at getting so if you check out cool guys video you too can find out exactly all the details uh, cheese forever is on top of things this week with his videos and one that i've picked out specifically for the raid because i know respawn all kind of struggles with the raids is kill the immune enemies in the, the root of nightmares and this is the same kind of trick that has been going around for quite some time with destroying shielded enemies that you you can't kind of destroy unless you kind of take down something else in the room so if you walk right up to them you can shoot the colony and the colony robots will kind of damage them inside their immune bubble so this is the same trick so choose forever has got a, a video on that one so if you want to check that out plus check out his channel and plunder the booty for any of the builds especially any of the ones that respawn has mentioned because that's where he steals all his ideas from basically as the cross put out a really cool video this week on the ostrostrega build for the warlocks using necrotic grips now the ostrostrega is a weapon of sorrow that works synergistically with the necrotic grips and amazingly with strand and how you can kind of set that up and there's a really good pvp or pve build that adds to cross has put out for you this week and then as respawn mentioned and i mentioned he's been doing the new super testing on how much dps that they can kind of put out and that i'll also put in the uh, show notes if you want to check that out so yeah um oh and the final one is the vex Galibur guide from time sausage gaming so if you want to check out how to get the vex scalibur if you haven't already got the new exotic glaive from the mission then check out that guide and i think that's it apart from saying go and check out cheese forever and check out plunder the booty for builds yeah and after oh. you've gone to plunder the booty for your builds d2armorpicker.com has a link at the top that i'm just seeing where it says the beta is almost finished and when you click the beta it takes you to the beta version of d2 armor picker which has all of the strand fragments and aspects in it now. So if you're trying to say, here's what I should put on with mods and weapons and whatnot, but what armor gives me the best numbers? It's there, the beta's available. So you can say, here's my new fancy strand boots. How can I make my numbers go the highest? And that makes me happy. 
because that's phase two after going upon the booty to tell me how to use the mods, then say, what of this pile of armor that I've been collecting all these years can I use to make it even better? This, this makes me very happy. Cool. Is there anybody that you'd like to highlight, Blue, while you're here? Anybody for us to check out? Or anybody that you follow that you find quite useful? Uh, I like, uh, I will repeat that uh, Plunder the Booty is the man. Uh, Esoteric is really good about explaining what's going on, but it's really bad because it teaches you that you're not esoteric. Um, <laughs> so true. Yes, you, should, <laughs> you should support their channels. Those are my those are my go tos. Thank you. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you, Blue, for joining us this week. This yeah, has been a lot of fun. Blue. A ton of fun for me. And, and maybe maybe if you're good, Nike will invite you back in less than two years. Maybe. Yeah, he's been good this time. <laughs> he hasn't you know, mentioned any of my triggers, so. Got him back on the editing requirements. Yeah. All right. Well, all I can say thank you for all you lovely people who joined us. Thank you for joining us. Your Titans are paired to Unite Demon. Your Hunter is no one to respond to real life. Your Warlock extraordinaire is Blue Screen 42. If you'd like to email the show, you can find us at two, tit uh, at two Titans and a Hunter two at hotmail.com. Mm -hmm. Two tits. Accurate. Just tits. <laughs> can... Two tits and a hunter. Listen, the, the number of times I've wanted to abbreviate like 2T1 something, and because I'm very online, I cannot do it or ever bring myself to do so. Right. We we are forever two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. Uh, We're on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, really everywhere you can find those two titans and a hunter. You can find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on YouTube for each new episode, weekly update, video, and all the live streams. Two Titans and a Hunter .com. Go there and you can find all the things you'd like to find. Now, if you'd like to join our Otter Dance Troop, thread us with a good time, or throw more grenades, you too could be like super cool new human, the Drifters Driftwood, and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash TTAH. Where you can find the Drifters Driftwood, Lord Master Chaos, and Pee Pee Pipe seeking Deacon's approval, or approving it, who's, who really is to say. You can throw more grenades at Carver 2782, We Noble, Gold God 50, 1562, Basically Salt, and uh, Zombie Pops, our Otter Dance Troop. You know, as always, sitting there, dancing their hearts out. Dedicated Wham 64, the Scarlet Cam, Star Vortiger. Star Vortiger, do we ever forget how to say his name? However it is, we know Vortiger, you. Vortiger, it's French. He, Vortiger, he excellent. Okay, so Star Vortiger and the T-Rex King, except no substitutes. And Zep Orbit, you can threaten him with a good time. You really can. But he's not going to let you. Thank you for all of you lovely, lovely human beings for supporting us. We appreciate you for all that you do. And uh, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And what I'm going to tell you right now is you should go over to twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. If you aren't already there, you could be listening to this show live and listening to us stumble and, and try to stutter and read through all of these words each and every week. And uh, you can watch a respawn attempt to glaive his way through a raid to earn another jacket for his wife to steal from him. Or if you'd like to keep it more family friendly, you can go to the proper proper. See, trying to read. If you want to keep it more family friendly, like a proper British gentleman, head over to twitch.tv slash two titans and a hunter, and you can find the lovely Brit streaming early in the mornings, sometimes during the week, as as the gods allow. Uh, getting through content, helping people through things, and uh, generally laughing and having a good time, and uh, coming soon playing all the Iron Banner. Oh, yes. So twitch.tv slash two times and a hunter or twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. And you can find when all of those lovely human beings stream. And you can find me streaming um, 
Never, unless I happen to hop into one of their streams. So, you know, I, I, I'm like I'm like the ghost, I'm like the hunter, hiding in the background, just watching and waiting, seeing how this all pans out. There you go. So, I think that's it for this week. If you'd like to toss uh, toss some coffee your way, you can go to ko-fi.com slash 210 and say, I'd like to see Respawn finish this raid with nothing but a glaive. And right now, Respawn's going to go finish this raid. Blue Screen's going to sit here and swing through the city, and Night Demon's going to wish that Iron Banner was coming a little bit sooner. So tell the good people goodbye or give them your closing thoughts, and we will see you next week. Deuces! Awesome. Destiny 2 Podcast.